if you are owing school fees, don't gonna be popping bottles to your girls inside club. I pity you. Calling them because out, when, bro. when you go, they will find the next bad guy and they'll do the same. What is up, guys? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. It's your host, Owl. It's Eddie. Today, we have Mabel back in the studio. What's up, guys? Thanks for coming. We also have someone who hasn't been here before. Igut. Use yourself. Promise. Promise is here today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh now? Hi, <laughs> man. Uh, cheers for coming on. No worries. Oh, fuck. It's so hot today, man. Um, so today's episode... We're going to be talking about just, you know, the struggles of... Adaptation. Yeah. More from the perspective of, you know, international students. So, yeah, because I, f- I feel like, you know, that's a um, conversation that needs to be had. Hmm. A lot of, you know, every year you have people trooping all the way, making the pilgrimage to Australia, which is literally at the end of the, end of the world. Hmm. And what they're coming to do, nobody ever tells them, you know, <coughs> how much they're going to struggle. Nobody tells them, you know, how, how difficult it's going to be or, you know, they have a completely skewed perspective. So um, before we um, get started, Mabel, you came in as an international student, right? Yes, I did. Hmm. What about you, Pamus? Um, No, I came in as a diplomat, but I eventually became an international student. So, like, I think I've had... The, like two, the two very different perspectives of studying in yeah. Australia, you know, from going to... from studying for free... To having to pay every literal, every every cent uh, to study. So, yeah, I have a lot to say. Hey, we also gotta pay every cent, man. I, mean, <laughs> I have a lot to say. Compared to what these guys are paying, yeah, like, true, we true. can't even complain. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I gotta pay every cent. I'm like, bro. <laughs> but true, true. Though. Yeah, I have a lot to say. But yeah, like, especially because I started from high school. I didn't just come to uni. Oh, so I came from from high school. Yeah, I was in year eight. I was fourteen when I moved in. So. High school, college, uni. But I only started paying when I was at uni. So it was a big shock. So when, yeah. so you started in high school, but when you got to uni, you still had to pay international student fees. Yeah, so I started in Whoa. high school as a diplomat. So this was free. High school was free, college was free. But when I got to uni, I had to start paying. So, so that, was, that was a massive, yeah. massive shock. Because so, no. I didn't plan for it. See, that's, that's really good because we have like the two yeah, conflicting. So we have Mabel who's, you know, comes straight <laughs> into that. Like that's all she's known. And then there's you who was like, you know, getting comfortable. Yeah. And then... Zero comfortable. I thought I was white. <laughs> and then you got into uni and it's like, wait, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up. Just hold up. Remember where you came from? <laughs> yeah, that passport is not blue. <laughs> Facts, bro. <laughs> the passport was green, man. It's like, nah. <laughs> hold up, hold up, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So, um, quick question for you, Mabel. Yeah. What What was your reason for deciding to study in Australia? I would like to think. know. Um, so I think my story was that I, my first preference was Canada, and that's <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Australia is a place you go to when Canada doesn't accept you. <laughs> well, oh wow. <laughs> and let's just hope the school doesn't. Let's hear just this. hope immigration <laughs> is not reading this right now. Because you're, you're feeling that GTE straight away. That. Immigration should just confirm every application with Canada first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, 
I kept my options open, and so I applied to um, Australia as well. So one, my brother's friend was here, and he was like, "Oh, you should actually try um, applying here as well." So I did, and um, yeah, I got um, the response before Canada. So I just decided to come, come in, and um, yeah, I think that was the that was the story behind me choosing Australia. And before you decided to apply for Australia and like you know come here, how much? research did you do into like studying in australia life in australia it was basically just spin the globe and then australia came up at the bottom and i was like yep there i didn't wow. do any research when it came to australia were you I trying to run away research. from somebody <laughs> did you say spin the globe <laughs> who are you leaving on red <laughs> leave your continent just leave your continent for what's the furthest place i can go <laughs> no for real like i didn't do any research at all. once he told me um, you should try. You should try applying to Australia. I just looked up all the schools of architecture in in Australia, and I was thinking of the place that I wanted to go as well. And <laughs> I thought that, yeah, I'm. That was. I just picked a place. I I did a random a random pick, and that was and that was. So it, it would have been a major reality check for you when you got here, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, I did like for Canada. I used like Google Earth to check out the campus. I did all my research, my course, the study, everything. But then, because of how um, the delay I was having with responses and everything in Canada, um, I just went straight to Australia, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. But at the back of my mind, I still wanted to get a response from Canada. I didn't. Did and you then, ever end up getting that response? Uh, yeah, I did. And what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all Stay in your country. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Stay in your Thank country. You. Thank you for your interest. We, Unfortunately, we already have too many of you here. <laughs> you know when the email starts with thank you, just open it. Yeah, when they say of, oh, as soon as I see unfortunately, no, you don't need to see unfortunately. The thing will say thank you for applying for this uh, at the before you open the email. You just That's, just yeah. know Once it's you read that don't worry. Line, just yeah, because yeah. yeah. if you if, you, if you're successful, they won't thank you. <laughs> they will, yeah, exactly. They will say congratulations. <laughs> They'll thank you. They'll congratulate you. Once they thank you, just cancel. Or they'll say something like an update on your application. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if he's declined, they'll say thank you for the first thank you. But then, thank come, you for wasting your time. Don't come again. <laughs> they thank you for wasting your time. Just Pretty much right. Don't email us again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was mine. Yeah. That's interesting because um, the dynamics between all four of us here is pretty different. So Adobe and I are very similar in terms of you know when we came in. So we came in as um, permanent residents. Oh, wow, that's easy. Oh, wait, wasn't it? No, I was temporary, I think. Oh, well, I was on a different visa. But you are uh, not paying like, school. Yeah. yeah. So it was like similar. <laughs> yeah. Because I was PR two years after I came in. Oh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And we came in um, in high school as well, so similar to Primus. So we went through that high school experience <laughs> yeah. here in Australia. And, you know, the whole acclimatizing to the different culture and everything. Yeah. But, um... In terms of just like, you know, in our case, we were very young. We were kids compared to the time you would have come in, Mabel, yeah. where it's like, you know, you're very used to a lot of things in Nigeria. Mabel's already been toasted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're the time you didn't toast before you come here. I didn't toast. I didn't toast. I didn't toast anybody. I was not toasted. I didn't toast. Yeah, okay. Came in here with my innocence. Mm. It's true. If you, if you guys can see the look Mabel is giving this guy. <laughs> How much of that innocence is left? Uh, no, 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 no,
Wait, what in the world is going on here? Guy, what is going on here? Has some toasting or some no, toasting no, happened no, no, no. or been happening before? And I'm saying all the innocence is still left for me, Sha. Me, I know. I know myself. You can't speak. You can't tell me what I've done. Oh, well, just giving the biggest... Lucky that God doesn't <laughs> to strike me for no reason. <laughs> the biggest iron right now would just gave. If God, if, look, if, if God was just dashing thunder... <laughs> Be dropping it. <laughs> he probably give me some to stone some of you guys. Serious talking, But yeah, like I was saying, um, the dynamics is very different. So we have our experiences are different to yours. Very different. But one thing that we all have. So one one thing that um, regardless of when we all came in, one thing we all have in common is the fact that you know we were coming from one culture yep. to wow. a completely different one. Like, we're coming from a place where everybody looks like us, everybody is, like, you know, similar to us. Although there are, like, you know, different cultures within the country, it's still, like, you know, something we can always relate to the different people around us, especially considering the cities we all grew up in. Mm. But, um, so, going from that, when, we, when you guys did come to Australia, how old were you, Promise? I was 14, I was 14. And when I came in, I remember, it was in October, actually, so a few weeks ago, maybe the officially 12 years I've been oh, yeah. here. Um... Yeah, it was October 2007. And at this point, I think my parents were not sure if I was going to go into school that year or just wait till February the next year. Yeah. Ended up going in two weeks after anyway. And the biggest, like, culture shock was massive. Mm-hmm. I remember the first thing that struck me was, you know, I was, I was in year eight, you know, you know, high school starts from year seven, so year eight was the next. I was in year eight, and I saw another young person who I know was in year eight having a cigarette in school, and I'm going, in year wow. Eight. Yeah. yeah, bro. You're right, yes. Yeah, man. So that was, for me, that, like, till this day, I would never forget me just freezing, going, what is he doing? You know, who's going to come around and slap him, you know? Mm. That was that, because I'm obviously still in Nigeria in my head, yep. like, you know. So I saw this, and I'm going, what's going on? But then I realized it was a thing, which is, you know, people coming to school in the morning, the smokers would go yep. hang out, the nerds, would, like, it's, there was, a, like, a separation of, you know, a mass, yeah, a, ma- a massive separation that was one of the biggest things I noticed because we were from like well there was there was still like a, a level of separation but there was not it was not as big mm-hmm. as it was in, as it is in high schools in Australia and also another thing that stood out for me was the mannerisms like you know you see people you know fourteen year olds like me calling teachers by their first name first yep. yeah. you know again yeah that, that, was, that was a big <laughs> thing for me because I was like wait <laughs> yeah so that was that was something else that that really stood out for me and yeah. it was it was normal yeah so like. It took me a while, but then eventually I realized I was dealing with two different, two very de- mm-hmm. you know, massive extremes. Yeah. Know, coming from a place where the school is almost like, you know, it, it, almost a violent institution where there's like such a, you know, like the people above you are so powerful that you dare not, you know, do something wrong yeah. or say something wrong or acted wrong. Whereas you're in a place where the worst thing that can happen is, you know, go home, get out of class. Don't call your parents. Oh, yeah, your, your parents will get called to pick you up. So... I had to get used to that really quickly while I was dealing with being the only black person in my school year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the whole of year eight, at that point, I was the only African. So that was, that was a different story. I was still getting used to everyone swearing at teachers and being as they please. So, so, so the, you know, like, I came from a place where if you filled an assignment, your teacher could smack you. So a place where, you know, it, you could just hurt you to get fucked in the morning. Yep. So <laughs> yep. you can imagine the level, like, the confusion for me. I was then, why are they so rude? You know what's going on, 
But at the same time, while you know, like I'm sure, as, you know, as we go for, for further, we'll talk about the advantages mm-hmm. and disadvantages yeah, of, we'll of such a you that. know free society, really. But for me, like you know, culture shock was something that till yeah. this day I'm still going. How is this possible? Yeah, we're gonna go around actually and talk about some of the biggest culture <coughs> shocks that we experienced when we came in here. Because I think for me, I would say, and I'm pre- I told it over this before. But for me, apart from like you know the mannerisms, which was something that was very, in terms of just calling teachers by their first name, I remember I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. During that, I'd like. Yeah, I couldn't. Was, I would always say I would, yeah. I would always say Mister or Miss because yeah. I just could not look at my French teacher and say. Samuel. Oh, hey, Mag. Yeah. You know, hey, like, Mag, how are you? Like, I just, like, I couldn't. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable with that. But um, also, for me, I think the biggest culture shock when I moved over here was just PDA. Oh, like, oh. bro. Yeah, oh, my was, God. I told, I told you mine already, was, bro. Uh, that was <laughs> that the shit was... Biggest. Literally. Woo! I was putting... Oh, just finish. <laughs> that oh was for, yeah, for, for me, that was the biggest... Oh, yeah, yeah. In terms bro. of culture shock. Because I was coming from a place where... You couldn't even look at a girl in school without, you know, getting in trouble. Back in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Could, like, yeah exactly. and, and for those of you who don't understand, PDA is basically public affection. Yeah. yeah, some people don't know what it stands for. So, just you know, so yeah, it's it was it was big, yeah. especially going to a public school where you know. Yeah. So yeah, just coming from the different cultures, you know, back back where we like back where we were born and you know started schooling, it was always a thing where that doesn't happen. It's it's, like it's you literally you hardly even see your mom and your dad like exactly. hug themselves. And if you try to, you. if you try to, I remember like people were constantly getting in, like getting in trouble for that back in my high school. Yeah. Like especially God, the introtech teacher that was evil. <laughs> if that woman sees you outside of school, it doesn't matter what you're yeah. doing. She will come to school next day and flog you for some reason. Mm. So imagine people that she got she caught. I remember this guy got caught because he was holding hands with this other girl from school outside of school. Mm. Anyways, oh, move man. over here and people are literally. Making out in class in front of the teacher, yeah, and I was fun. I was shook. Yeah, that one that one was big. Like it was literally for me. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember high school. There is because you know I, as as much as remember high school was ten years ago for me. So we are getting 10. old. It was about six yeah. for us. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a long time. High school, high school was ten years ago <laughs> from 2009. Damn. Yeah. Um. So for you know. Coming from a place like Nigeria, where if, like you know, if your skirt's too short as a girl, the principal's weak. I was just Wait, gonna talk actually, about like, lesson. <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah, God. If, if your skirt's too short, the principal could bring you out in front of the assembly and ask you to bend down so everyone can see you and yash. <laughs> They'll drop something on the floor and tell you to pick it up. Yeah, and then you come to a place where you, we in a week, if you don't see yash, you'll be surprised. <laughs> Be so pretty, ah, this fact, there's no yash. This what's happening. <laughs> what's happening? Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. You you saw at least one. At actually. least one yash. That was standard. Because I was going to say even during winter, like the wall, like yeah, we still wear the wall. But there are some nasty walls. I'm like, yo, bro. Even like go out now in in winter. Just go yeah. out into the city. Go into the streets. You You're see the they, they, they don't get cold. Uh, the bones have to be out. But, you know. So again, like. <laughs> this is a big this is a big topic because there's a lot of things that happened that was not normal in my head. You know, so yeah, yeah. So like yeah, the, the PDA one, the, the the like I think the, just the extreme freedom was just it was ju- it, it was yeah, it was a shock. That's a, that's a really good way to put it. Just freedom, yeah, extreme, freedom. extreme it freedom. Freedom was something that we yeah. did not have. <laughs> we had no freedom. It, it's extreme freedom, <laughs> like and do you, and 
thinking thinking out of it now, like you know, it was it was good because because of the way the society is built up here, like students have that ability to just talk freely to teachers mm-hmm. and like you, I, I couldn't think of you know a time in Australia where I felt like I was afraid of a teacher. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I you could relate think, more yeah, with your teachers. They're not going to flog you. Yeah, I couldn't think of the fear of failure was eliminated because I, there was no point where I think, oh, if I don't get this question right, yeah. I'm going to get embarrassed. I'm yeah. going to get called to you know stand in front of the class and look stupid or you know my parents are going to get a message oh your, your, your son is failing but you still had that fear at the back of your mind because when you're if, if you're failing your parents see that <laughs> yeah, result exactly oh, for sure man <laughs> see, you see there was that fear but like it was not it a was fear more of, from the like school yeah, side of things yeah exactly. from, it's more from a parent yeah like it was more from a parent which then goes back to the culture that we came from yeah yeah i think yeah. part of my my experience um the, the my the culture shock that i experienced when i arrived was um in, when you're having a discussion and you're disagreeing with someone and having, like, knowing that it's okay to disagree with someone. Oh, yes. Because back in Nigeria, if it's not, like, if it's not your way, it's the highway. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're older than you. Oi. Yeah. And so that's, what was, like, that's what I was going to touch on. That's, <laughs> that's just, you don't greet a stranger on the road. So, like, having to discuss with your, your lecturers and them having a different opinion from you and you sticking to what you believe and what you think is, is right and just differences in opinions um, yeah. was actually acceptable to me was it was a huge was a huge shock to me yeah. because then I could relating with other people made it easier as well because yeah back in Nigeria if someone doesn't agree with you oh my god like yeah, yeah. why should you be thinking that way yeah. someone has to be wrong someone has to be wrong someone has to be wrong mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. yeah so it was arguments. actually a huge, it was something that I I found really shocking, but at the same time, on a very positive note as well, because then I was able to build my own confidence and um, also be able to hold on to my opinions as well. We- yeah, that, 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 that's a big one, because I, I like how you just said, you know, you, you're able to build on your own confidence. I was about to say that was something that started building my character, someone yeah. who's very opinionated, because I remember, I think I was in year 11 at this time, and well, it was a literature, response to literature class, um, Camera College, and watched this movie or read a book. I can't remember what we did. Did something. And, you know, this guy had raped a lady. And, you know, she kept the baby. And the question, the question was, you know, this lady, this lady, this lady is married, right? This lady, sorry, this lady was not, this lady was not married. And now that she has a child for this man, does he have to be her husband? Ooh. So at that time, and this was very, like, you know, this movie was made in the 1800s, like, in the 1920s, yeah. like, old, old, old movie. Yeah. And so my thinking, and I, I, when everyone submitted the answers, I realized I was the only one who thought differently in the class. Because my thinking was, at that point in time, yeah. when a man, when a woman had a child for a man, regardless of the situation, they would almost certainly end up together. Yeah. So yeah. I used that to justify my answer. And to that's say, how you are brought up, yeah. though. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how we brought up. Yeah. Like, and I used that to justify my answer. I was like, yes. Given the situation and the time, the time and place, she should be his wife because she now has his child. Not, right. and I, I was not saying what he did was okay. I was just saying, given that circumstance, that should be okay for the for the, for the woman now to go. Okay, actually, maybe I have to marry this man. And then the rest of the class are going, no, 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 no. He didn't force. You know, he forced his way. And obviously, they think with the twenty first century brain and all this. He forced his way. This happened. That happened. And the teacher actually got up and say. No one is wrong. Promise was able to justify his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So for yes. that reason, you guys are correct. 
but he's able to explain why he's thinking the way he's thinking. Yeah. So he's going to get the same marks. So at that point, I was thinking, wow. Yeah. So well, there are two different answers, but as long as you can explain yourself, you're okay. It's just Where, a different perspective. I yeah, have the sure. same yeah. experience as well, but mine was in the reverse, the yeah. response of the teacher, where yeah. this was in, well, in high school, secondary school um, in Nigeria, and we were talking about abortion, and it was a debate and where she was asking if it was okay, um, if abortion is okay or not. And everyone at that point, especially like when you factor in culture and religion and everything, was like, no. And I said, personally, I don't agree with abortion, but there are certain instances where abortion is okay and it can be legalized. And boom, everyone stared at me like... Was this in Australia? No, this was in Nigeria. Ah, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. What did you, oh, what, what did you think was, was going to okay happen? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, and hang then, on. Like, no, no, this was, yeah. this was in, um, in Nigeria. Okay. And when I, when I said that, she... The whole class was quiet at first. And she was like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but don't put that in your essay. Oh. <laughs> and she, this was from your teacher. This was yeah. from my teacher, yeah. Oh, wow. And she was like... That would that's, not be yeah. accepted. Okay. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's our, okay. we need a whole topic for that one. Oh, like that's Lord. a whole other topic. Because yeah. then that's where, not even just emotion, <clears throat> but like that way of teaching, because then you start to like, you know, you, 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 quiet people yeah. like down, you yeah, know, you stifle like, their voices. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, wait, if I say this, people don't agree with it. So I'm not going to say the stuff that I'm actually thinking because that's not the way everybody yeah. else agrees. And that's yeah. the thing that happened a lot in Nigeria. They try to tell you how to think. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. why that is the biggest, that was the I biggest thing. That was, when I got arrived. Yeah. yeah, me too. Because I remember yeah, at the start, to, like I'd be in yeah. class and you'd see students talking to teachers or arguing about something with teachers. Mm. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, for Niger, well, you're you getting in trouble. You are in trouble. You are coming out to correct six shows and go and sit down and shut up. Yeah. But I was just looking at these guys like, man, they're actually like talking. Some of them are rude sometimes. And the teacher is just there like, I can't do anything. Like, just listens to them and then moves on. And I'm like, Jesus, like, this is something entirely different to what I'm used to. Yeah. But then come year 11, year 12, I'm not that kid that's like arguing every point. Yeah. And it's like, it just builds you like, oh, yeah. I can be more confident, I can be more free. You can actually like, Yeah, you can actually talk. Yeah. Yeah. No way. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. But yeah. at, the, at the very least, you're able to, to have your own idea. You're able to say, yeah, for sure. regardless of what the status quo yeah. is, regardless of what my expectations are, or the expectations around me is. And that I'm dis- able to share my point of view. Yeah. And that discussion, you know, just that free-flowing discussion helps you see things from all the different perspectives yeah. as well. So you understand. So even if you have a certain perspective, you, and then they explain their perspective, you can understand it from theirs. You can understand it from yeah, yours. You and even if you're wrong, you will understand that you're wrong. Yeah. Compared to, you know, when someone is telling you, no, you are wrong. This is the only right answer. Mm-hmm. Never think like that. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. So now, even if, now, whenever you have an opinion that's different from everybody else, you're just like, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, that's, and, and that's, and the, and that's right the biggest one. thing. And because of, because of, because we've been able to, we've been allowed in this society anyway to, to have a different opinion and still listen to people, it's helped me change a lot of my views. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things a lot, that I came man. from Nigeria. <laughs> a lot, I've, dropped I've dropped a lot of those things because I'm thinking, hang on, like actually I can, I can do things and say things and ne- not necessarily have people like group me but can all still get along. Yeah, for sure. Thinking yeah. one is dumber than the other or thinking, you mm. know, one person should, should always be right. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's helped me really just actually take a step back and go, let me look at it from this perspective. And I think 
because of the conditioning in Nigeria, a lot of people are not allowed to do that. Because yeah. especially oh, if you're on yeah, Twitter man. and you see the sort of arguments people bring up. <laughs> get, up get off Twitter, people. Man, if you, get if, off Twitter. No, no, no. Trust me. If you see the type, because I follow the Nigerian trend on Twitter. If you see the nonsense people say, yeah. and they say it with their chest. And a lot of it has literally no justification. There's nothing back in it. It's just based on mentality. Yeah, yeah. 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 how I feel about it. Yeah, and this is how I feel. That just based on conditioning, based on yeah, based on societal conditioning. They, they have just been they're so disadvantaged and so uneducated that it's just it's it's telling. And it's just a mentality of if I'm older than you, then whatever I say goes. Yes. Exactly. Oh, like, that, if I say something, you listen. Like, for example, if your teacher said something, mm. you could not come back and How tell him it was wrong, even if it was wrong. Yeah. Like, you go you go home, look at it, like, oh, no, there's something missing here. You take it as it is. If you come back next day and say you are wrong, his ego is gone. <laughs> and you're in trouble. Oh. So you just... But here, you can just come back and say, oh, look, you missed something here. You come to the whole class and, and they'll explain go, it. They'll like, explain oh, it again. Right, this yeah, person yeah. found Yes, this. yeah. Simple. But, but uh, yeah, the culture you're, there, not gonna just... fin- you're not going to finish the sentence. <laughs> Before you finish, they will slap you. And, and that, thing, that thing is massive because the yeah, lack of man. accountability for Nigerian yeah. teachers yeah. has Ooh. led, like, the lack of accountability mm. actually restricts the students yeah. on yeah. how much they can learn. Because I remember, like, even... Like, you know, the pride and, like, you know, you're just saying, they're, they're, like, once you correct them, their ego is gone. So, I, rem- I remember, you know, I think this was at the midway through GS3, writing your marketing yeah, exams. Yeah. And I don't know how, how it was for you guys in Nigeria, but Nigeria, like, as soon as you're done with junior secondary, you, you move, move on to SS1 secondary. and you do, you can pick between French and fine arts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you pick See, science, this day, I'm not an artist. Arts. I was never an artist. I failed my <laughs> fine arts exam. <laughs> And this this man did not sit down and think. Okay, the, the theory he was fine. He was he's written what he can write. Yeah. But the practical, if someone cannot draw, <laughs> they can't draw. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like you, right? Literally. <laughs> Up to this day, I, I would I, that was the worst beating I ever received in high school. This exactly. man beat me up for not knowing how to draw, and then told me go home and tell your father that I beat you. And I was literally <laughs> like the lack of like just man, the amount of beating that some people received, man. Like the, the thing, like, and because they, they cannot be held accountable yeah. for any, like, the mentality over here is if a lot of students are failing, let's look at the teacher. Why exactly. is Something what you're saying not getting yeah. across to them? Over there, if my students are failing, them they must be dumb, and I, the only way to teach them is to fuck them, is to put them through pain. And you know the funny thing about it, you look, if you look back now, what like. Back in Nigeria, back then, when they would always like you know flog the people who were coming last, people who were failing. Every time, it's the exact same people that they're flogging. <laughs> so you flog them the first time, the same I'm people came you. out. Yeah. You flog them again. I'm telling you, people. at what point it's do you go? Working. Maybe this this person. Not the system. They yeah. can never blame the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> at what point do you go? Okay, maybe this way of teaching is not working. Maybe there's something mentally restricting this kid mm. from being able to take in information like the other kids. Is he dyslexic? Is there something yep. that's stopping them? And um, again, we're going, we're going what? like further. We're going way ahead because that's something we're going to talk about later on. Uh, okay. But um, <laughs> let's let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Um, just go back to just in terms of you know from that perspective of you know immigrants and the different schooling experiences. And as I want to talk more about like you know the international student experience because that's something that I feel from discussions a lot of people don't actually have any idea what they're in for, what they're going to face when they first decide that they want to come and study in Australia. Especially depending on the country they're coming from, you know, and depending on where they're coming from, a lot of people have that mentality of, look, so long as I'm studying 
overseas, so long as I'm studying, man. So long as I get out of you Nigeria. Know, in a, so long as I'm yeah. st- not even necessarily Nigeria. Yeah. So long oh, as yeah, I'm yeah. studying in a yeah, developed sure. country, yeah. I'm out. Not knowing that, bruv, it's a whole nother kettle of fish. Like, sure, now you've you've done the first part, you've left the country and come, but then there's a whole different struggle that comes with that. That's something that people don't look into. That's something that people don't like. Because, right, bruv, yeah, number yeah. of people that have that have said to me, oh. I want to come to Australia and study. How do I do it? Bruh. I'm just like, it's, it's not easy. All these <laughs> WhatsApp messages, man. They send you messages man. like, yeah. research this for like, me. Research, yeah, research. And, research and I'm thinking, realize that the research I can do here, you can also do it there. Exactly. But That's what I, I started sending links. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but okay. As someone who has been an international student, I'll say this, I'll, before I get to my struggles, I'll say this right off the bat. It is hard. But Australia is a society that's so organized and so developed that if you're ready to hustle, you will make it, mm. yeah. regardless of you know, your is, You see, that's something that we need to talk about, just that part of being ready to hustle. Because yeah. remember, yeah, if you're coming from Nigeria, a lot of the times, if we didn't like come here when we did or grew up, most of us don't have that mentality of, okay, I'm in high school, I need to be working to make money. Or, okay, yeah. I'm here, I need, to be, like, I need to have a job. Because a lot of times, you look at in Nigeria, most people, you're still living with your parents. You know, yeah. your parents are doing yeah. this, parents are doing that. Yeah. So now, especially at the age where people usually start uni, mm. pretty young, mm. you've then left a whole country, come somewhere else, and it's like, boom, my guy, yeah. if you want to pay your fees, you need to have like two jobs. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So so, so that's that, that's one thing. So Because, so, you know, someone who's, I think, uh, uh, among a lot of my colleagues, I, was, I, was, I think I was one of the first set of Nigerian international students in terms of like like amongst my friends yep. so a lot of things that are going through now and I saw it back in mm-hmm. 2012 13, so the thing is it's hard it's not easy but like the, like the system is set up in a way that they'll make it so difficult but you can certainly certainly make it if, if, you, if you're willing to struggle and bend down and sacrifice a lot of things but that being said it's one thing to be willing to hustle and struggle and do what you need to do it's another thing to get the people around you to understand that for a period of time, this is what your situation is going mm. to be. Mm. Because I got out, I, I lost kind of how many times I, I had to answer the question, oh, I promise you're always working, but why are you broke? You know, <laughs> you know that, 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 used to, that used to strike the nerves. Because like, there, are some, there are some international students who are here yeah. who are fortunate enough to, to, to be wealthy enough for their parents to be paying their fees from Nigeria or wherever they are. There are some of some of us who are he, who were here, and our parents didn't have that money, so we had to you know pay as you go. You know, would it be you know payment plan whatever it is you had to pay as you go, but <clears throat> that like it, it would be different for me, like you know compared to you, Mabel, because you obviously came in you're straight into uni. So like you know when I came in from high school, I already had that you have to work mentality. So I came in year eight from year nine, I started working. So that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game, mm, okay. and you know it was not the bet like it was retail big W, yeah. but it was like I was already in that you know I already had that mindset of you can always make money, yeah, you know. But whereas someone who's just coming first year uni everything and like in a country like Nigeria, you don't really start thinking of working until you're done with university. Yeah, exactly. Well, over here, the minute you're fourteen and a half, you're thinking, okay, you know, McDonald's is hiring, let's go get money. So for someone who's just rocked in as an international student, I can understand how it was very challenging because I think there's a mutual friend we have. Well, obviously, I'm not going to yeah. say his name. There's, there's something he said, why I think he's, he's, he can be quite lazy. He also said, I'm just not used to the idea of going to school full-time and having to go to work. 
Mm-hmm. And this person is not even an international student. He doesn't have to pay his fees. But he can't, he, he just can't find, he can't, you yeah. know, get himself in that position where he's thinking, I need to work. Yeah. And I have to be going to school as well. So it's definitely a challenge. And it's all about mentality. Because I, I see a lot of people come and go and achieve nothing. Because they didn't come with the right mentality of, you know, you have to do what you have to do. So as an international student, I can definitely appreciate it. Well, it's, it's very difficult. But it is. the bottom line is, and right now, it's, like, it's, it's only going to get more difficult. That's, yes. that's oh, true. Yeah, it's even worse. It's only yeah. going to get more difficult. And, and, but the bottom line is, if you come here with the right mentality and you meet the right set of people, like, the chances are you, you, you make it. Mm. Yeah. You. Yeah. But, um, from a more, like, you know, personal point of view, so, like, you know, since you've, something you've been through, yeah. and apart from, like, coming in with the mentality and all that, when, like, for some people, like, it's different when you, like, you've come in and you know, okay, look, I have to work, I have to, like, hustle to, to be able to do this, but then when you're now thrown into that, yeah. and now you're actually hustling, you're doing the different things, you're looking for those jobs, like, how did you find it in terms of doing that, keeping up with it, paying your fees? I mean, they were good. There were days, like, you know, the first year was okay, it wasn't so bad. But me, like after my second year, the third year was a challenge because, you know, again, it's all about your financial, financial situation. And I got to this point where I decided I actually didn't like my job anymore. It was making me, I, I, I didn't like it. Mm. So I, it got to a point where I was thinking, all right, I only have $400 in my account. My school fees is $8,500. I don't have a job because I, like, I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm going to be applying for jobs, but I'm not going to keep the job while I wait. I'll just quit my job. Yeah. So it was, like for me at that point, it was, you know, it, it was not challenging just because I don't have money. It was challenging because I didn't know where the money was actually going to come from. And that was, that was the most difficult, that was the most difficult thing. So during that period, I think the, 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 most, the most challenging thing was, like I couldn't even... It was it was such a it was such a difficult situation because I couldn't talk to my friends because like I I don't think I had a friend who was an international student they're all local students yeah. because again like I said I came in high school so I, it was pointless trying to get them to understand the situation at that time so I was you know I had to I think that that was when I had to stand up and say actually I'm not the same I'm not like these Australians who can get a world hex who can yeah. get a world working twice a week that's when I had to make decisions to go into aged care, disability, a place where I could get a constant constant shift, constant money to pay. So at that point, it was one of those ways to make or break because the union was basically sending me an email saying, we will counsel your COE and report you to the Department of Immigration. And once you get that email, everything else is irrelevant. Um, Before we um, go to Mabel, (coughs) you know, for things from her perspective, I I think we should also talk, because you mentioned, you know, just that monetary aspect a lot. I think we should talk about, you know, what the fees are like and what you expected to pay. Because from um, the point of view of someone who, you know, when I first started uni, I remember, like, my first year of uni, I was a permanent resident, so I couldn't, you know, do hex and all that stuff. So I had to pay upfront. But what I had to pay compared to what you guys would have had to pay is vastly different because I remember for us it was like what five k a semester. Are you serious? Bro, first time I heard, first time I heard international student fees. Yeah, I, so I, I like, jumped, bro. I was like, it was like five thousand. How are you guys, man? That's, that's, 
No, exactly, because each each um, unit for us was about you know just a thousand, yeah, one grand around one grand, yeah, maximum. And then you guys yeah, like welcome. just give yeah. us a give us a ballpark <laughs> figure. How much were you paying a semester? So a semester was like the, the least amount I paid was my first my first year first semester. That was the least amount I paid. I was, it was eight thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah, that was the least, and it just kept going up every semester. Because at the moment so, it's like what thirteen ish. Yeah, so, 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 so right well, now, right I've, now, I've this heard semester 20s. on I've, like it depends. Like if you're a medical student, you're a law student, you're paying like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars a semester, easy. Um, at that time, like you know, at that time, my semester fee was Ooh, just yeah about nine thousand dollars every semester. And this was like you had a month, like there was a payment plan, but that payment plan was literally pay it within a month. Like just every yeah. two weeks, you're coughing up four grand for that, like. Like sometimes I used to think, what's the point of having a payment plan if the plan is basically saying your fee is nine thousand, pay it within a month. Yeah. Like really, and don't forget the other aspect of it. We couldn't work as much as local. Yeah, you can only work twenty hours a week. Yeah. A fortnight. Not a week. 20 hours Before, a fortnight. 20 hours a fortnight. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this. Whoa. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll not com- a week. 20 we'll, hours a fortnight. Yeah. And that was... You know, we'll come, we'll yeah. come back to this. Let's get Mabel to, you know, just... Tell like us, $600, man. Like, you know, <laughs> stuff from... Oh. From your perspective, like, when you came in, just how you were able to, you know, keep on top of your fees and just how life was for you, especially in that... The first year of you coming here, especially, you know, coming from... You wanted to go to Canada. You did no research in Australia. You just literally applied and yeah, then you showed up. Yeah, just came here. So how did you find it? How did you how did you survive? I came into Canberra and I was completely shocked and disappointed at what I saw. Um, but at the same time, as days went by, so I kind of appreciated um, I appreciated the town and the people as well that I came to know. Um, I guess in my own situation, I so I was fortunate enough. Because my folks were able to um, cover my tuition fee and my accommodation <coughs> as well. For the and entire duration of your... Yeah. And also, like, allowances and stuff like that. Oh, that's, so, that's really good then. But, um, but I started working when I was in... I think I, when I just finished secondary school. And I started working with for my mom. And then... Um, my first year of uni, I started doing, I, I was working as an intern for um, a small architecture firm as well. So I was, I, I already knew what it was like working in, not combining the both of them anyway, but working and also studying as well. And then we also mm. had something called industrial training as well, where um, you get six months off yep. and then you work. And in, before I arrived in Australia, there was some, there's something in Nigeria called National Youth Service, like a compulsory service um, mm-hmm. for the country. And I had two jobs at that time as well. And so I knew it was, it was a struggle because I still had to, um, I had to combine two jobs and at the same time, my, um, I had to combine two jobs and I also had to um, carry out Every other thing that I had to do at home, every, every other responsibility that I had as well. Was which, this in Australia? Or? No, this was in Nigeria before I arrived. Okay. I was working two jobs. It was NYC, and then I also had another um, architecture graduate job that I was doing. And then I also had responsibilities at home that I had to carry out as well. So and you already had that um, mentality. So, of- yeah, hustling, juggling two things at the same time. And I arrived here, and 
I saw that, to be honest, like in my experience, I came in, I saw that everyone was working so much, so much. And I felt like I also had to as well. Plus the money on the side was also good. Yeah. Um, and I was able to, and no, not, no, no amount of money is enough. So I had to work as well. But I didn't work to pay off my tuition fee. So there wasn't as much pressure. So you didn't pressure. have that pressure on you. Yeah, yeah on my own difference. side. Yeah. yeah, I think my own struggle was just being in a new, studying yeah. my degree as if, like, as if it was, as if I didn't have any background because architecture, architecture in Nigeria is so different from here. And so that was where I had most of my, most of my struggle and I spent most, um, so many late nights as well trying to, trying to get that, um, get my foot on the ground with that and then um yeah seeing everyone working and all of that i i did not understand the pressure as much um until i actually did have a close friend mm-hmm. who i could now see that wow like tuition like fees need to be paid and people have to work to get this thing done mm-hmm. and they had to balance that with studying as well and grades need to be good too so there was just there was just so many um, factors that were playing in uh, uh, lives that people had to balance at, um, at the same time with studying. Yeah. I think that was my own um, experience. But yeah, tuition fee was tuition fee was really high, really high. Like once my dad paid my last tuition fee, he was just like, "This is it from here on." How long was your um, degree? Degree. It was for two years and and a half. It was a master's, oh, okay. was it? Yeah, I just grabbed okay. oh, it. Yep. And reasons. masters are more expensive as oh, well. Yes. Yeah, yes. they're a lot yes. more expensive. Yeah, yeah bro. So like, exactly almost expensive. double the fuck. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. And like ours was up front. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. international student, bro. It's up front. <laughs> no, it's crazy. And but, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, you find the percentage of international students is very high. So every year you have a lot of people who are coming We're in. Making this country funneling, money, bro. Funneling all this money into the education system. And we're not even treated differently. And we're not, no, no, like the way, way. Yeah, no, the way, the way, the way we are treated, it was, we're not treated as good as the local students. That's, no, that's, that's the truth. No. Like, then again, that's because they have, look, you're here, yeah, you think, oh, you're paying this amount, but they, have, they already have a backlog of other international students that are re- re- ready Waiting. to take your place. Waiting. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so you, you are not special. You can't like, mess up. If, you, if you're not coughing up the money, you got to go. Like, mm. Yeah. Because literally, you sign an agreement saying you are here to study and you have the funds to study. Yeah. And that's what they yeah, always go back on. That's what they go back on. If you turn around and go, I don't, they say you, when you're coming here, you sign this agreement that you're, you're, yep. you have the it's money It's a business, to study. man. So yeah, literally, it is a business because... You come in and you're almost funding all these things. You fund local students are going on exchange here and there. They're yeah. doing all these great oh. things. <laughs> <laughs> and the exchange, they were like, it's not for international students. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me, what is all that money for? So I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, I'm already paying for this exchange. Why can't I just pay for the next one? What's, <laughs> you know? It, it's ridiculous. So like, in terms of being treated, the local students are still treated better. Of course, and we were so it's just it's just a like you, got, you, guys, you, you guys were the sugar that don't hate bro. <laughs> and I really hate it like in my department I just hate it when they kept on referring to us as the international students like we were so different yeah. and not even special and unique and we were treated like yeah. Yeah. Queen. No. he was just like yeah, yeah the immigrants <laughs> those are the people you try to avoid right <laughs> 
yeah. especially in group projects and stuff. But <laughs> no, nah, but just quick question: Did you expect to work like that hard, like when you knew you were leaving Nigeria? No, but he so, was here in like high yeah. school. So, yeah. but at the same time, what when I left yeah. Nigeria? Like you said, I didn't even expect to stay here. Mm. after because obviously diplomatic post once you're done you go yeah. back to your country yeah. so obviously my father made that decision like school's good here education is good there's no point jumping from one country to, to the other just stay here mm. so obviously when we made that decision it was it was, quick, it was rushed because we only had a year left of a diplomatic post so, and then we made the decision to stay that added its own you know pressure it added, it added its own pressure because we didn't really know what it was like to be an international because it was all that was like, you know, when I'm done, I'll go back to Nigeria. I'll retire. I'll resign from my work and I'll come back here. So he was back. He was in Nigeria and I've gone to UC. He took me a week before he went. He's like, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. So I got there, did everything I had to do. And they're like, hang on, you're an international student. If you don't pay your fees by Monday, you have to wait till next semester. Literally. Ooh. And we didn't like, we knew you had to pay. But I didn't think you have to pay because it was my oh. first first semester. Yeah. And you had to pay a week before you start. It's not there's no there ain't no census date, no payment plans. Your first semester you're paying even I think right now like UC is taking off payment plan. You can there's no there's no such like thing. in total like completely in total, yeah. yeah, there's no such thing as payment I plan anymore. So everybody has to wow. pay, pay up front. Yeah, you pay by census date, you're paying everything. Bro, that's a funeral. Yeah, so so now it's even I think I think the only university the only university in Canberra that still does the payment plan is the ACU, the Catholic University. Wow. So you know so it's like I said, it's just getting more difficult. It's yeah. getting And that's a good segue into what I want to talk about next. I wanna talk about just the process in like, you know, before you become an international student and the things you have to go through. And then from that as well, the restrictions that you guys have on like, you know, your visa and all that stuff. Because I know there's always like, you know, I have a lot of friends who are international students and there's always visa problems. You're always running here and there. Trying I'm to telling you, man. Out. If you're an international student in Australia and you didn't at one stage think you're getting deported, you're blessed. <laughs> <laughs> if at one stage you didn't think you're getting deported, you are blessed. I am sorry. Like, the yeah. emails <laughs> when they send you that email you've been encumbered you have two weeks to yeah. do this before we report you to the department ah! at that point everybody's your friend because you're like anywhere this money is coming from like I remember at a point I was just like I don't blame drug dealers <laughs> literally because the way they send this email and then you and this, the problem is that you can't even see face to face with these people yeah like you go there they're like oh no 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 we'll call them we, they, you can't you can talk to them you can't plead your case so you can't go there and there's, cry there's no emotions yeah. there's no emotions. you can't go there and cry they're literally either on the phone or via email because all you are is basically a number to and them so they don't care like, no, there's no emotion in their voice yeah or it's just like this is they, like, yo, they've broken so many people's out. they've sent people back to their country yeah. they've been doing it for time so they're they, like I'm saying you are literally just a number to them like oh once your number is up be gone so yeah, no, like, so yeah, we won't, won't talk about that as well because you've also made a lot of references to the fact that they go back to the fact that you signed a document an and you said that you can afford this because mm. and that's something that people have told me before and mm. there's like oh you have to have X amount of money yeah, in you your bank show, account yeah, and yeah. show that to them yeah. so let's just yeah roll it back to the start like when you decided you wanted to be, like you know become an international student you wanted to study in Australia like what's the process you go through like how does that work. Oh, um, if I can remember this, it's, so when you're applying for your, um, first of all, you need to get the COE, which is confirmation of enrollment. That's 
to prove that the school has actually accepted. Oh, so you apply for the school first? Yes. Yeah, you without apply for the school. anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah apply for the school. The school accepts you. They send you a confirmation of enrollment. And um, then you also, and then they give you a tuition fee and all of that stuff. And you need to pay, I think you need to pay your first semester. Um, okay, don't quote me on this, but I know that you need to pay either a percentage or your first semester tuition fee. We, and you'd have the evidence and you use that to apply for your visa with your bank statement as well, showing that you actually do have the rest Wait, of the Wait, hold up a second. I think, I think, I think, I think she, you, you've missed a step. I think you've missed a oh. step. Before, yeah, because oh. what I want to ask is if you're paying a percentage to universe and you don't even have your yeah, visa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think Bro. you've missed a, what. So what happens is, what happens is, like, I, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The first thing you get, you, f- you have to first get the letter of offer. From the oh, university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But immigration yeah. would not grant you a visa with just a letter of offer. So you get a letter of offer and then you prove to the uni- to immigration that you, this school has offered you to study there. And then that's when they consider your application f- further. And then they say, okay, now you have your letter of offer. You now, before they grant the visa, you then have to give, you pay the fees and then get the confirmation of enrollment. So wait, hold up a second. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Because, it's your first, because it's your first semester, because it's your first semester, what happens is this, there's that agreement from the school that if you do not get your visa, because they tell you in the COE, this is not a visa. So if you do not, if, if, because there's still a chance that after, even after getting a COE, immigration can say no. So that's what, yeah, that's what yeah, I want to yeah. ask. Yeah. Because the Nigerian yeah. in me is jumping out. I'm like, hold up. I'm giving someone money. <laughs> no. and they haven't even given me a yeah, visa. Yeah. So, so there's that agreement that if immigration says no, because you, because obviously, if immigration says no, you can't even leave your country. You yeah, for sure. Exactly. And so the school, money. yeah. So the school can't. The school <laughs> you can't refund. go and ask for your money back, bro. Right? The school refund in oh, okay, in, that circum- refund, yeah. in that circumstance, the school refund the tuition. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. there's a, like some people, like it's very rare for a school to say no to people. So in most cases, the school will say yes because at the end of the day, if you're paying them, what they care. If you're, you know, the school will say yes. There's the money. And then, like, here's your COE, and then immigration can then look at other things like, you know, you studied all this, this, and this, why you come to study this? And then it's like immigration starts to get picky, yeah. and then they can still say no, even after the school says yes. And then in that situation, the school will have to refund yeah, the money. And well, are there, like, certain things that you look, look at in terms of, like, okay, what degree are you studying? You what? mean immigration? Yeah. Yeah, there's something they call, they refer to as um, a genuine temporary entrant, GTE. That's what that's how I said something earlier, where it's like, you fail your GTE if you, do, if you don't do certain things. And I'll give you an example. GTE, basically, GTE requires you to prove that, to, to give evidence that once you're done studying, you're, <laughs> yeah, going, you're going back, back. to your country. <laughs> that one. Mm. Two, GTE also needs you to show that you're not just studying for, you're just not just applying for this degree or this bachelor's or whatever just for, to get a visa. So, for instance, if you do a bachelor's degree yeah. in, say, like you do a bachelor's degree in social work, you can't then come back and try to do a diploma in social work because they're saying you already have a bachelor's in social work. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to extend your visa to do something lower than what you already have? Yeah. So a GTE, you need to show consistent growth. Like if you're doing a bachelor's in something, the, the next thing has to be a master's. Yeah. That way you're showing that you're studying for the sake of studying, not just to stay here. Because what people used to do, they'll come in here with a bachelor's and then as soon as they're in here, they, they quit the bachelor's studies set three. But prior to you coming here, yeah. do they also look at like, you know, what you've done in, in Nigeria? Yes, and, like, yes, they do. The degree that you're applying for initially? Yeah, they obviously yes. check that. They yeah. do that. So like, for instance, you've, your whole life in Nigeria, you've been doing medical science, blah, 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 blah. And then you want to come here and do set three and come to services. They'll go, hang on. How is this going to help you with medical <laughs> science? So it's, very, it's not very tactical because now, you know, I'm saying this now because I still have a brother who's an international student. 
So now what immigration is That's doing... That's why you're really up to date with yeah. you. Yeah. So, so what, what, what immigration is now doing is that they're not putting the GTE, they're not putting the GTE um, standards back to the school as well. So now as an international student, before, you, before the university accepts you, you have to prove to them that you're studying not just to stay in the country, you're studying to benefit from yourself. So for, like, you know, just like the example I gave you, you can't do a bachelor's in something and then come back to want to do a set three in the same thing. Yep. without showing this is how the set three is going to help me because the, the argument is whatever you learn from in the set three it will be covered in the bachelor's so this is just again like now you have to do GTE for both the school and then and immigration, immigration. yeah so it, it's just getting even more just tougher yeah even more challenging so yeah. it's this the whole thing is a nightmare and when you sit around yeah, no, like, like, I'm paying I'm still paying it looks like a very stressful process because recently like a friend of ours like was going yeah. through this process for Man. a family member you know back in Nigeria and bro that thing was looked stressed. mad bro it went very, for like a week very stressed and they were talking on the phone for like four hours a day I'm like I ain't about this life man like right, damn sure. but the whole visit thing is crazy yeah I think when I was just going to mention another stressful part about it is getting that Having the the bank statement that backs up oh. your t-shirt. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Because um, someone <laughs> recently told me the amount of money you had to have in your account. In your account. And I was like, how many people in Australia have that amount yeah. of money well. in their yeah. account? Because before they grant your visa, they, they, they you have to show funds that's sufficient that like because they assume that in your first year you're not going to work. Yep. Not like some people do, but they assume that if you come here, it's going to be hard to find find a job. Yep. So you have but to show nothing. That's fair enough. It's not stopping you from working, but you have to show enough funds that even if you're here for a year without working, you can still survive. Okay. That's what they're doing. And now, so back in my days, I just showed the money, it was good. <laughs> but right now, it's show, right now it's, it's showed the money and then should tell us how you got this money. Yeah. You have to explain where the money Yes, you yeah. have to show bank statements with employment, payments, pay, pay slips, all these Whoa. things. You have to show how you, because yeah. if you just, all of, if you're a jobless person, all of a sudden you have 50 grand in your account. <laughs> yeah, Either someone you gave to it to it. you or yeah, you're a yeah. drug dealer. <laughs> you see, you have to show how that money got in your account. So, like, you literally, yeah, you literally yeah. have to like consistent pay slips, pay slips, bank statements, yes. like proofs. Like, you can't just be like in one week. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Everyone is sending you money, but now nah, you have to show that the money is there and you can use it. Just tell them all the people that were owning you money over the years. Just tell them you have a sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's one of those things, man. It's just the process Whoa. is just getting more and more just, challenging. That's very, that, that would be very difficult. It is because what some people used to do then, and. Yeah, what some people used to do then was that before they arrived, they have either their relatives yes. or uncles and aunties who like money. supply them with all of this cash. Immigration, and, if you're listening to then, this, that's oh my, not true. That's oh allegedly. No. <laughs> that, that's what oh people no. used, to used to do. That's what they used to do. And they found out. Yeah, and that's they, they found out already. Yes. And apart from that, this, yeah, speaking to people who are intending to come over, mm. sometimes those agents in Nigeria, they'll tell you, when you come here, you can work and you can pay that your uncle that has paid your tuition fee for the first semester. Mm. That stuff is a lie. It's a lie, bro. Because you have just 20 hours and then you have, you're have you coming into the new system, you have to adjust and all of those things. And sometimes the job doesn't come right away, which you said it, earlier. It doesn't. And so that whole, that glamorous picture they paint for you, it no. does, when you come here, you realize that it's actually not what it is. Yeah. And so you see people who arrive here and they're already in debt. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to understand why, if I, wait, how much money do you have to have in your account again? About at least 20 grand. 20 for grand. one year, that's for, for one year. 
Like, because apparently, that, that someone in a bachelor's. Yeah, someone was saying like you have to have the whole amount for the for the entire degree. degree. No, no, like no, you need no, like no. sixty grand in your no, account. You, like, no, no. So, so what happens is like you've paid, you pay, you pay for one, you pay for that first semester. Yeah, and then after paying that fees, you still have enough money to pay your next semester school fees and to feed, to transport, to pay uh, rent. Yeah, so for yeah, the year, yeah. because they assume that. While you're here for a year, you can still work. Okay. And because you know that yeah. twenty hours applies, but then when you're in school, when you're on holidays, you can yeah. work full time. No, because yeah, I had yeah. this discussion with someone a while back, and they were saying that. Um, no, I have to show you funds for to a have, year. Like the, no, the no. funds for like the whole duration of your for a year, yeah. degree. And I was no, like, whoa! No. If I had that, like, because what I didn't understand was if I have that kind of money in my account, what am I coming here for? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You don't you don't need to be here. If you have that type of money, you you, you don't need to study. Like exactly. Like what, am, what am I coming here for? I would just live yeah. lavish back back home. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, it's stressful. Yeah. And you guys mentioned um twenty hours. Can you guys talk more on that? Yeah, like you see, and like I was just gonna add on to what you were saying before in terms of you know when you they promise you, they tell you, you know, you can work and like it's it, yeah. If, if you notice the international students, they are mostly working hospitality jobs. Yep. disability or aged care because those are the jobs where you're more likely to get away with working more than 20 hours a week more than 20 hours a fortnight what do you mean what do you mean get away with it in, in terms that because that those those departments those they're so desperate for people oh. that they're just so like, they're, they're like yeah no like because like happen. you not see a lot of local assurance doing aged care like you can go into aged care it's, it's flooded with Africans Indians you know because those are the people who need they know they need to work Again, immigration, yeah, they're only doing their 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they're only doing their yeah, 20 so, hours. So it, it's, it's one of those things, like, you will not see, like, you you not get up and see, because, like, there are a lot of office, office jobs for, you know, people who don't have a bachelor's degree. Like, there's a lot yeah. of, but you would not see non-Australians with those jobs. Why? They're very hard to get as well. Yeah, they're hard I to mean, get. who's going to pay you to come work 20 hours a week in the office? In a fortnight. Exactly. 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 So, that, oh, in a fortnight, sorry. That, that's, that's one thing, and most of those jobs have that whole citizenship requirement anyway but yeah so it's just like the whole thing is is like if you if you if you don't plan very well it's a scam because you come here you, like you said you come here you're you're already in debt you come here you see how the, the cost of living is ridiculous mm. and then you're in a situation where you have to keep borrowing to survive oh, like you have to like i remember like credit I, I just paid off my credit card like not too long ago I got are you this, allowed to get like credit cards as an international and none of them stop that like not anymore. Like back when I was uni, you're allowed to, but now they've stopped it. As as a, yeah yeah, you can't even get a credit. Like you know, it depends on the bank, but the major banks have stopped it because yeah. a lot of people rack up debts and they piss off after their studies. Oh, so okay. yeah, you see that's the thing. It's ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> so ruining it for everyone because like you know <laughs> people just screw it up, screw it up, and then they fix it. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you can't do this anymore. But yeah, like yeah. So man, sucks, man. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like, nah, it's ridiculous. Because it's something that a lot of people don't think about. They just think, oh, hey, I'm going to Australia to study. Oh, I'm going to America to study. Yeah. I'm going here. Yeah. And uh, different countries have their own different problems yeah. in terms of, like, yeah, studying of and that. I mean, for, for what it's worth, like, I think in terms of studying and then settling in and staying after studying, Australia is probably one of the better ones. Mm. That's, yeah. that's really the funny thing about all this. Like, when it, if you think of, like, the, I know people who've gone to the UK where they, there's no option for any other visa. If you're there as a student, once you're done, you're going home. There is no... But something you just said, comparing these two places, this is some, some slightly off, but I, in my experience, I felt like 
before I arrived here, I spoke to um, people who had done their masters in the UK, in the US, and when they, when they talked about settling in, it sounded very easy. I swear, my experience settling in Australia was difficult. Well, um, can you go and deeper that into is, that? Um, within the Australia as a as the just the culture, and one thing I experienced or I saw maybe it's because of where I was, but. People have their diff- their circles, yeah. and it is so hard to break into break those circles. It, yeah, yeah. And even when you eventually go into those circles, you still feel like an outsider. It's every well, man for himself. <laughs> so yeah, it's man, like for every sure. man for himself. And I, the good thing was when I arrived, um, there was this. The Nigerian community was already it was quite it was small, but the the it, the bond was strong in a way. So it was like home away from home in a way, but. It was that aspect of like settling in socially. That power was that power was a struggle, and um, sometimes I also observe that people, people, people had um, their own unique journey settling in. Yeah. And so when you actually come in and you're trying to find out how do I figure out my own way, it's, it's always it's every, it's every man for himself. Yeah, it's every man for himself. Like you hear from A, and what Mr. A is saying is so different from yeah. what Mr. B is saying. I think that's saying. something a lot of um, just immigrants in general like can relate to coming to Australia, especially coming from where we've come from, where it's a place where you know you know your neighbor. Everyone's checking up on everyone. Like you can just randomly show up to someone's house, you know, and just without even hang out with no them, notice. Exactly, you don't have to call them. You don't have to tell them. Here, you could be living in the place for a whole year. You don't know what your next door neighbor looks like. It's literally everyone's just doing. Everyone has something. Everyone has their own race, and everyone's just focused on their own business. And you come in, you complain for a while, but later yeah. on, you just adapt and. And exactly, it's hard when you've then come in newly and you don't realize this, and you're on your own. You're far away from family. You're far away from everyone. It's just. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you mentioned something. You said that when you came in, that the um, Nigerian group was like you know pretty strong. That's one. That's another thing I want to talk about. Just in terms of like you know when you guys were going through all this in your fees, you you know working ridiculous hours trying to like you know make enough money to, so you don't get sent back. Um, in terms of support groups. Like, did you find, like, you had good support groups? Were there people helping you, or were you just, did, were, you, were you on your own? Uh, for me, like, it was different. Like, I was never in a place, in a situation where, because of how young I was when I came, yep. my social, before I went into uni, my social circle was already established. Mm-hmm. That's why he was a snob. Do <laughs> 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 you want to expand on that, please? <laughs> my, 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 my social circle was already established. Like, so for me, like when I was in that situation, I wasn't thinking, oh, the, like in a Nigerian support group, I was just thinking I need to get this done because I, already, I was really well aware of that Australian culture of you're on your own. Mm. Like yeah. you, you got to sort your things out. So I never, because again, it was, I couldn't do it in good conscience as well because like, like, you know, like Mabel said, apparently I was snobby. So imagine not really engaging with a group of people for forever. And then eventually in trouble, you go down there and you go, oh, like, you know, I need money. Like, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Know? you? <laughs> exactly. So, so I, was, I was never in a position to, like, because for me, socially, I was, I was okay. Like, I, I already did my, you know, adapting in year eight, year nine, year 10, year 11. By the time I got to uni, it was, you know, I could, I didn't, ref- I, f- I didn't feel like I needed to identify with anyone because I already felt quite comfortable where I was. But then on the flip side, when I was in trouble, I couldn't really go to those people for help because I was thinking, well, yeah. they don't know me. 
that's yeah, yeah, what about you Mabel especially like you, you coming in it was just you your family like you didn't yeah, have family it was just here, me. You? so how did you find it in terms of one in terms of settling in were there people who helped you and when like you said you didn't have to like you know go through the whole paying off fees and your accommodation stuff but still there like you, you need to work yeah. the expenses you need to pay for did you ever find like there were people who were there like just that you could go to and stuff like that yeah i did have a really good um support when i when i arrived um ooh. first of all i was living um in universes so my housemates all the people who i was living with were the first set of people that i knew and they were all actually pretty cool um, and then they were the ones, or one of them was introduced me to this Nigerian, and then that Nigerian introduced me to this other Nigerian, and then that was how I sort of knew yeah. the whole circle. And then living on campus, there was this place called like Glass House, and we used to all, I mean, I think we started off with like five people who used to be there, and then almost like every now and then in the evening, it's all packed with um, Nigerians who are either playing games, not Nigerians, Africans generally, yeah. either playing games or just sitting down and laughing or watching something on television or just, yeah, relaxing there. And that was how I got to know, um, got to know people who were in the same uni with me. And then, um, of course, church as well. I, I attended... Um, redeem and so i met other africans there as well um so that shout way, out to rccg i <laughs> i got to know people that i felt i could relate to and um that was and most of those people that i met then the bond is still on like still is still strong now and these were people that you know if you were in trouble they would be like they were willing to help you because sometimes you find that you know you have people who you can play with, party with, da 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 da. But then when, <laughs> when, when the going gets tough, yeah, well, yeah. we should disappear. Yeah. I never really got to test the. Yeah, I, I don't think I actually tested the, the, the yeah. level of support. The level of support really. Yeah. Um, cause and in terms of um, the school itself, so you guys both went to the same uni, right? You see, yes. Yeah. And in terms of the uni, was there like. I mean, it doesn't sound like there was much, but was there any what? kind of like support for you guys? Because like you were saying, Shay, you your bro. fees by X yeah. amount, they cut you off. Was there like, apart from say they had payment plans and stuff, which didn't help too much from the sounds of it. Was there really support for, okay, these people are international students, you know, let's try to help them in terms of just any, any way we can. Ah, I, look, I think, I think there might have been, but I think, I think that support was, pro was probably available for like the, Typical international students. When I say the typical international, I mean people like the Mabels who came in straight off. They're coming in as an international student to study. They are on uni res, and there's all the you know. So I think maybe there was like I, you know, like, like again, support from UC. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm saying you see the look on her face is the same look like <laughs> other people have given when I've said so, stuff like that because I can't answer that question because yeah. I didn't need again. I didn't need the support because I was I already. I can't answer yeah. that question based on experience, mm. but I have heard stories and I have seen with my own eyes what like how the university treats. So yeah, like they don't care. It's just they, about it's about the money. You're in number. Pay your and fees. Yeah, and that's all they. If you can't pay your fees, go back to where you came from. From where. And there are people who they just shot off from uni, from um, the uni portal, who couldn't, who couldn't access. Yeah, it's like, one of those. Like uh, it happens. If it happened to me a few times. It happened to me once as well. Enough to it's get them to, to well, open it again for, sure. for you after you were after you were done with the whole process of paying them back yeah. and everything. There you have to show your yeah. There's some people that never got back. Yeah, it got. Yeah, so, so, I think the thing is like once they shut you off, you have 14 days to well, figure it yeah. out. 
after that 14 days, genuinely, they will de-enroll you from school. And once you get to that point, See ah, you're literally, it's almost as though all the other fees you paid didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> literally, because I've seen, like I've seen, I know some people who are in that situation whereby they, they, unenc- they encumber you, as in they block you, yeah. you can't log on, nothing is working. Even your pass can't open the door to the library. <laughs> the library. Ha! Literally, that was the day I was shot. I got to the library. <laughs> I got to the library. I was like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> you remember the sound? <coughs> I stood there, man. I was looking around and I saw people just tapping. And I was like, look, at this point, I'm just going to wait for someone to tap and I'll go in. The school Wi Fi stops working. Nothing works. Yeah, yeah. Once they block that, oh, like your student number, everything goes. Like, I was, it, it, I was surprised they, they could even serve me food. You know, like, literally. <laughs> Like <laughs> you get like it's 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 bizarre like the amount of control that you know they have over you. Yep. The minute you don't pay, and you think it's a joke. After fourteen days, you have they will cancel your enrollment, and yeah. before you ah, and, to go through that process of having to sort the whole like thing I, out. Yeah, oh. I know someone who had to write letters to the director, had to do so much, so much, mm. and this person had three units to go. Three units. There was, there's okay. no consideration. Days, then immigration will now come after. Again. Yeah, because <laughs> what they do is when they, they enroll you, they cancel your COE. And once they cancel your COE, they will alert immigration. <laughs> so it's a whole process of fuckery. Like emails, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Literally. And the, the worst part is, like I said, you don't even see this person doing all this thing. <laughs> You can't go and cry. You can't go and beg. Your entire life, your entire career is a push of a button. You can't go and beg. You can't go and beg. You can't because you can't see them. It's a bros are begging. You can't go and beg. So, ah, man. Like the international students of today, I take my hat off to them because payment plan is over. The unit, the the, the degree I used to pay $8,700, $9,000 a semester is now $12,000 a semester. So it's just getting worse, and they're making the situation even more difficult. Mm. Even the immigration isn't even cracking down severely in the whole 20 hours a fortnight. And funny enough, there is a higher number of international students trying to come in now than there were back then. Yeah. yeah. So it, it just shows you how bad we, we, where we're from is that people are ready to literally die here than to yeah. stay in a place where you don't, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. But so, yeah, it's good to have these conversations though, because, like, again, you, you have every year you have a uh, high number of students coming in you know from Nigeria from other countries and nobody tells them these things yeah. and they come in and they people sh- that are shocked p- exactly and there are people who leave their families they're on their own they don't know anybody yeah. and now yeah. they've landed and imagine imagine you didn't come in here when you did mm-hmm. and then now you've yeah. left I your family made it You've just showed up, yeah, and then they've dropped you in that pot of soup, bro. Yeah, the mental yeah. health of international students. The stress level. The st- st- yeah. Like I think, like, I think the most successful, um, the most successful um, international students who come in are the ones who come in who are either studying social work or nursing. Anything after that, <laughs> literally. <laughs> But this is something we should finish up first of all. Like literally, oh I, I think this is something they really they really need to tell people before they come in. If you're not coming here to do nursing or social work, I am telling you that before you find a job as someone who is not a resident of Australia, you will cry. Yeah. You literally. It's tough, it's, man. It's it's bizarre, and the reason those the, those people are, are more successful than the others is because those are the people that are most in demand in Australia. Yep. So as soon as you're done, there's almost certainly a job waiting for you. But other places, you come in, you have to 
once you're done, even when you're done with that international process, international student process, you then, depending on when you got your first international student visa, you have to, you can apply for a graduate visa, but you have to have your skills assessed. Ooh. Most of these people assessing skills require work experience. How are you going to get work experience when you're not done? <laughs> you know, it's, the whole thing is just... Oh, it's, oh Lord. It's, it's, it's bizarre. So you, once you don't have your skills assessed, yeah. in some cases, you can't even get your graduate visa. So um, yourself and Mabel, you guys were able to get jobs, like, you know, right out of uni. Yeah. Um, how did... And again, Mabel, for those who don't know, Mabel did not do nursing or social work. So she's the unicorn. <laughs> so we have, like, you know, she's done well, architecture. Yeah. And, so, and she's gotten out of uni. You're able to get a job. How does that um, transition work? So where you've gone from, okay, you studied. Because, again, it's harder for international, international students to get jobs like that. Because a lot of companies require, you know... Permanent residency. Even a lot of times, they go straight for citizenship. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you need this, you need that. Hmm. But for you, like, how did you find that? What was the transition like? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, was, it, wasn't as, it wasn't as easy. I remember finishing and um, I'd already started hearing this talk about, oh, it's going to be hard finding a job in, in architecture. And my... And as, I sent in my application process and sent out all these resumes um, and CVs to different architecture firms and it was just hour by the hour, thank you for applying, mm. thank you for applying, thank you for applying and morale started to go down and then I decided to expand my horizon. Um, yeah. <laughs> expand the location uh, of where I was actually looking at and my, in, yeah, my process wasn't as difficult as well because um, I finished in November, and by February, I, I did. I took a, a month where I wasn't doing anything, and then so I started from December, and then by February I started an internship, and then yeah. by March the following month I got um, a job in in Sydney. But not everyone has it. Yeah. Not everyone has it this way. And even for you as well, it wasn't like you know that was what you expected to happen because I, I remember there was a point in time even before you finished your degree where you were telling me that you know when you finished like your plan was you're going to go back home because you thought like that was what was going to happen yeah I thought that was what was going to happen and yeah like my dad told me the same thing like you, it's up to you to make this decision right now if you're going to stay or if you're coming back and if you're going to stay you need to be sure that you're actually doing something worthwhile because um, that's another struggle as well for international students hmm. where you come here with one dream and then because of all of these systems... It just frustrates you, it frustrates you, you end up you, And then you have to go into something else and everyone needs to do what they have to do to make it work for them. Um, but yeah, I did, I did consider, of course, a couple of times um, either going back or, or doing something else. But yeah, at the same time, I, from, from the get-go, like from the start, I always wanted to practice. And so I was just blessed and lucky that I, was, I got what I, mm. I had at the time what about you promise from your actually you know before we talk to you so in your situation are you you're not you're now a permanent resident aren't you yeah how was that like what happened there like how does that work going from international student to do you have to get a job first and then apply or does your company like apply for it or like how does it work did they respond to you there are different streams though for that um in my i went through the government nomination um, stream, state nomination. Yeah, state, state nomination. Sorry, what, yeah. what, is, what is that? And that's where you... 
you put in your expression of interest, interest yeah. and then sorry an agent did this for me so <laughs> i'm not quite sure the step by step but you put in your your aoi and then um you you pick the government nomination uh, sorry <laughs> So there's a whole there's, 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 the there's a whole process. Why are you laughing? Oh yeah, explain explain the process. Then. Yeah, explain the process. You're just looking at me and laughing. Like I've, I think I've been three much three so much with visas. I might as well be a migration agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did do yourself. I did. Um, but so I you think, went through the same thing as well. No, no. I think you you, you applied from what you're saying. You, you must have applied for the 190. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so basically, man's what, got all the visa numbers, right? <laughs> like the one ninety, like that. So, so what Mabel did was, like, like obviously, like state nomination. Hang on, did you get? Was that state nomination from ACT or from no, New South no, Wales? No, New South Wales. New South Wales. Okay, so you must have been in a job that was required. For, yeah. For starters, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think. Uh, I'll just explain what she's doing, but from the ACT perspective, because I don't know how it works in New South Wales. Because every state, where I feel like it's different. Yeah, every yeah. state is slightly you different. You don't remember your visa thing, man. Let him I explain. Someone did it for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there are different strings. In Mab- from what Mabel's explained, I think I think what, what must have happened was um, when you you know when you're working and you've stayed in the states for a certain amount of time, you then write an expression of interest mm-hmm. to 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 the state government, and this expression of interest basically. Basically says you know what you studied, what, that you're working, and it, like I think IELTS got to be part of it as well. Oh my goodness, <laughs> IELTS struggle. We need to talk about that. Let's, let's we'll Wait, pack, what? We'll pack that? IELTS I've English heard, test. I've heard too many stories. English, <laughs> English test IELTS. The English test. We'll, we'll pack. We'll pack that for now. Let's just assume that Mel will go to IELTS straight away. <laughs> Which she didn't. Let's, let's assume. <laughs> No, what you I don't slash PTE. Go on, go on. When you write PTE, you know that I feel I at least five times. You don't write PTE. I feel I yet. Feel the English test, maybe. PTE was like the Australian. Yeah, PTE was like okay, you can't do it. It's gonna write PTE. Wow. Because I yet is UK. PTE is. All right. Um. Anyway. So. So in the ACT, so so basically when you know when you write that expression of interest, you've highlighted everything your you know your, like your degree, your job, your pre, how long you've been in the states because that counts your age, your age counts as because well, it's a point based it's a point okay. based system. system yeah, I don't know if you've, you guys have heard when from time to time they go oh now you need sixty points you need sixty five yeah, points yeah like so, I, so I, ID from ID uh, and stuff yeah I'll break it down for you so your degree gives you twenty points. Your age gives you a certain number of points. Yeah. Or as, much yeah. you, as long as you have enough points to get to that 60, you, then, you can then write your expression of interest to the state government. But the higher your points, the better. The, the, the higher your points, the better. Like okay. there, there's, like, right, I think in, in New South Wales right now, you see that's 65 or 70. So that's, you can't be lower than that. But if you're up to 80, they'll consider you before someone who's on 65. So basically, so when you get, when you get to that point, you then, when you have 60 points, you then write your expression to the state government. Who would then consider your application weight up against the other applications, and then if they feel that you are at a level where they, they, they want to keep you in the state where mm-hmm. you've made the point system, they will then invite you to apply. And once you're invited to apply, you then have 60 days to put the application. If you miss that 60 days, you have to start again. I'm concerned. Is there any like monetary things added to that? Do you have to pay for anything? You don't have to pay until you are paying for the visa application, okay. which is like almost four thousand dollars. That's a whole different you know, thing. So. When you then get invited to apply, <laughs> you then 
and then it will now open up for you to apply via the immigration website. Yep. And then you apply online, and then you have to go through the whole bridging visa process, medicals, blah, 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 blah. And then you eventually get your permanent residence. That's mm-hmm. one, that's one way to apply for it. one email that has an attachment. <clears throat> all of this hustle. Through all <laughs> yeah. Of that. yeah, that's literally, you get that piece of paper saying you are now a permanent resident, this is your, this is, oh man, it's, it's, you can only have Medicare. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> you can then have, you can then have Medicare. That's, that's another. And then, yeah, so, um, whereas in my situation, in my, in my, in my situation, it was, I, again, I didn't do nursing or social work. It was, I, I, I think, Another unicorn guy. Yeah. So, so when I think of my situation, I get, I'm actually quite lucky because I remember I had finished, I had finished my graduate, I like, finished my degree. I was waiting to graduate. Um, I was, I was doing some bills at this point. So I'd gone into work that day. And like, you know, when you wake up and you're just like, I really don't want to go to work, but something just pushes you to go to work. I was in a good mood that day already. You know, I woke up Arsenal one, it was a strange feeling. <laughs> uh, so I wore my Arsenal jersey and I went to work. So I went to my disability shift. And I was, it was just a normal day at work. I was doing my work. And then this guy that came in. It was not a normal day. And then this guy, this guy came in and he's just like, oh, like he had a UK accent. He goes, oh, you support Arsenal. And then he starts bagging at Arsenal. It turns out like I was a Liverpool fan. We start talking, we start talking. And like, you know how you just feel like, you know what, I'm just going to say it. And I was just like, oh, like I just finished my degree because he was one of the, the big bosses. I was like, I just finished my degree um, in social sciences. The, do you think there's someone, do you, do you know someone who can help me? And this is one thing I really appreciate about white people. They're very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. guy was just like, oh, this is my email address. Send me your resume. And that night I sent him my resume. He, fo- like, you know, he folded it to someone I had no idea who it was. A few weeks later, I got a call. I was in an interview. Moral of the story is shoot your shot. <laughs> Literally, this was, you know, this was a man, this was at least, at least 50, so, I was, you know, there was almost nothing, I wasn't getting any much or losing much. I was just saying, this is my situation. Can you help me? And yeah, he did. So I got into this place, turns out it's ACT government, and then, you know, again, it got to this situation because it's a government job. You have to be a permanent resident to apply. Hmm. What happens? Promise being promised, I think... These are punches. I'm not going to miss it. So when I was taking the boxes, they say, "Are you a citizen? Yes or no? If you think no, are you a permanent resident? Because those are the only two options. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, couldn't say I was a citizen while well, my passport is green. <laughs> <laughs> so I said no, and then green I was like, good I, card, oh, it's the weakest. When it comes to passport, just one is green. <laughs> so I said I was a permanent resident, and I was in my head. I was thinking, I just want to get that. In. I just want to get in. So I got in. And obviously, you go to the point where they're like, oh, you know, we need to see your visa, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I gave them my graduate visa. And this, at this point, whatever it was happening, this lady obviously wasn't paying attention. <laughs> to, so I just kept the graduate visa. Where the drama came was when they wanted to apply, appoint me as a permanent staff. And then it came back from the top that, hang on, this person is on a resident. And you've been working for and how I've long? I've been working for <laughs> over a year. <laughs> so, and then they were like, okay, at this point, we don't have a choice. We have to sponsor him. My guy finessed his way into <laughs> Oh, the my God, so, man. So I had to get sponsored because the, the government were going to look irresponsible if they came out and say, you know. So, so that's, what, that's what happened. But, yeah, it's not, it's not easy, man. It is. <laughs> it's like one out of 10,000 yeah, so when I go when I go when I got called into HR office and I was there like, you know, why did you say you were a permanent resident? Ooh. I, I said nothing because this lady was looking at me. And then, and then I was like, in my defense, you have a copy of my visa. It says graduate visa. <laughs> and then, yeah, so she told me off, obviously, lying in a government document. 
and they said at this point the department would not have to sponsor you because you know, you're at the point where they want to appoint you as a permanent staff, but we can't appoint you as a permanent you're staff. You're lucky you're good at your job because they would have fired you straight, <laughs> straight on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, straight man. up. Yeah. So you got to, because you can't be a permanent worker for the government if you're not a resident. Mm. So they had to hold up my appointment until they sponsored me. So that's what happened. But in most cases, you, there's literally that barrier. And I was discussing this with my friends. Like you finish school and immigration is telling you, you need to have a job before we make you a permanent resident. But your job is saying you have to be a permanent resident before, before you, you get your job. job yeah. So it's like you just have to pray that your employer is willing to overlook that residency yeah. requirement because immigration is not bending the rules for anyone. Mm. So it's just, yeah, so that was, that was like, for me, that was, that was my own story. But a lot of people, like the nurses and the social workers, are the ones who, once you go through that initial hustle, it's almost like a straightforward thing. Yeah. And that's why you have a lot of people coming in and going straight into nursing. Yeah, because you have people who they will come, always need nurses. Yeah, you have people who come in with a completely different dream yeah. and then someone tells them, look, just go and do nursing if yeah, you want a job. And they start packing you know, feces in HK and just preparing themselves for the long run. But, you know... <laughs> that, that's someone's passion, you know, right? Passion. Each to their own, you know. All right. Each to their own. Until I see someone's... Anyway, each to their own. <laughs> but yeah... No, look, um, yeah, it's great. This is something that um, I reckon would be very useful to a lot of people coming in. Because again, yes. just hearing it from the perspective of people that, people that have actually gone through it. Yeah, and do your of, research, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Do your research. Don't come in here thinking... It's going to be a smooth ride. Society, the society is very well organized, it's very developed, but it mm. is developed for those who are residents, those who are citizens. Yep. They have made the country good for their people. Don't come in here thinking you're just going to freestyle it into... Yeah. Yeah. The way they paint the picture is so deceptive. <coughs> and that's why like, people come in thinking you're going to pick money off the ground. You study for two years. After two, while, you're work, while you're studying, you can actually work and pay off your tuition fee. And after two years, there's, there, it's actually... Um, you get a postgraduate, two years postgraduate study, which is, which is 90% guaranteed that you're actually going to get it. And after that, or even before the two years you can actually apply for your permanent residency and it's actually a very straightforward and easy process. She sounds like she has read that so many that times. What <laughs> that's, what, that's what they tell you, but what it's not that I mean, straightforward. because It is not that straightforward. Because right now, like even the states that you choose to study in yeah. can influence how, your, yeah. how the application yes. process is going. Yes. Wow. yes, And so it's not like... Like, that applies yeah, everywhere. Yeah, these days, if you're not in a place classified as regional, regional <laughs> Australia, good luck. <laughs> because they're trying to get people out, out of the city now. So they make yeah. it so difficult to settle in places like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, the big capital cities. Yeah. They're not forcing people to... Move not, to regional areas. Yeah, I read about this. Exactly. You even get points now ahead. I don't know yeah, exactly. Like, for instance, or... if, you, if you're you, you, the loyal to points, if you're in Canberra for this long, you get five, ten points. You because, get a Wollongong and all those Yeah, exactly. Because they want people there. So now they literally just use it as a way to push people to feed in whatever... Like, it's... Yeah. But oh well, that is that that is my educational <laughs> my my educational um story. Visa stories. The final thing I wanted to touch on in this, after going through all this for a degree, what do you guys think about the like? If, do you think it was worth it? Like just the in terms of not the fact that you that your degree was able to get you a job that pays the bill, mm. but in terms of just what you did at school and the educational system itself, mm. like what do you guys think about it? Like, is it worth all this stress? Is it like, something that <laughs> right now I can sit here and say yes, it was worth it right now. But if why? you ask me this question, why? What's your while reason I was for there, why it's worth it now? Though? Because because now I can 
like, even if, okay, let me just say, even if I, I say for the rest of my life, I will not study on that single day, I will not change jobs, I'll stay where I am, I can be, I'll be comfortable. Because again, well, like I is said... Is that based on the way you were thought at uni or is there a better way you could have been thought at uni that would have put you in this same situation? Uh, no, like I think, I think that's, that's, that, that's based on how well the society is set up. Yeah. It's one of those that it's set up in such a way that if you're ready to bend over backwards and get to where you want to get to, you'll be fine. And I, I guess another topic for another day. And that's why when I say when I go around and see people who are like you know who are residents of Australia or citizens who are jobless and things like that, I'm getting what are you doing? Like it's it's very very difficult. But it's set up in a way that once you are now in that class of PRs or citizens citizens, where, where once you get to a place where you have your Medicare card, you have no excuses. Like it's worth it because the society is set up in a way that. Once you've made it, you've made it. See, I agree with that. I get what you're saying. But I think for, like, from what I understand from that, it's more from a societal point of view as opposed to the way like, you know, the education system is set up and the way... Like, and when I say the education system, I mean just like, you know, the way university, for example, is set okay. up, or the way high okay. school is set up. Like, you, know, you go in there and you <laughs> learn certain subjects and then you come out and you're supposed to apply all that stuff in the real world but there's a lot of stuff from the real world that you'd have no idea about while you're studying and that stuff that they should have added in there and just the way that they expect you know everybody because like the way your stuff has worked out for you and now you've come out mm. there were heaps of people in this your same situation or in the same classes as you in high school in university who could they could be just as smart as you but well, they didn't learn the same yeah. way as you, yeah. but now they're all put in the same situation as you. I think, I think, I think with university, to be honest with you, I can't come out and say there's any specific units that prepared me for the job I'm doing. Exactly. I think, I think, I think, and that's why some states are stricter than the ACT in terms mm -hmm. of if you don't have that work experience, because that's why a lot of degrees now are, are working to include work placements yeah. as part you of, learn part a of lot the, on, yeah. on the yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and that's the thing. All the all the knowledge I have is from being at the job. Exactly. Yeah. And now knowing that you spent how much money that you spent in your 60, university, at least sixty thousand oh, dollars. Was it you, like <laughs> was you, that you, really you worth it? You could have come and done the same thing that you're doing, yeah. learned all that stuff without that, paying yeah. sixty grand. Yeah. So is it really? No, worth but it? but the sixty grand, if you want to look at it that way, I would say that sixty grand also includes the experience, to me, it includes the experience that it afforded me to prepare me for the workplace experience as Explain well. Explain that. Because if it was just the education, I don't think I would have still been able to survive, or not survive, but I wouldn't have the work ethics or even the yeah, capacity to cope yeah, yeah, at my yeah, workplace. Yeah. So that two years of studying or two and a half years of studying, on the one hand, it gave me the education that uh, to an extent I'm using, to an extent I'm not using, but at the same time, it afforded me the experience, and you think, the um, life you think, and social experience. You think that's worth sixty grand? Um, not, it, it, um, it's not necessarily yeah. worth sixty no, grand, I agree, but I agree it's, with you. it's, it's worth something. Yeah. <laughs> she's no, no, she's actually, thinking I'm right thinking now it, because I feel like it is it is worth it in think, a way think in a way because if you bring someone okay let's assume you give someone someone from Nigeria straight up permanent residence and you bring the person here and <laughs> you give the person a job do you think the person will perform as well as someone who has actually paid that sixty grand done the two years of uni and also has um, adapted to society. 
and now knows how to finesse their way around work, the workplace environment. Depends. But, no, that, that is true. That's the but dream, then, bro. We're, we're talking again from a perspective, okay, cool, an international, an international student, and you've had to go through all that stuff. But even from the perspective of Local, local students, students yeah. like we're here we, oh. didn't, we didn't have to do all that stuff here Bruh. but we still had to pay fees so now let's talk purely based on like you know the system the way it yeah. is set up okay. like we didn't have to do all that stuff but we're still thriving in like you know our different fields. our different fields so from an educational point of view point minus of view. all that stuff like oh, even okay. like yeah. you guys paid 60 grand I didn't pay 60 grand yeah. but my fees that I paid do I think that it was worth the stuff that I learned mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. hell no yeah Okay, I think I think the only people who can say that are those who went through vocational education, like the ones who do. The only people who can say it's worth it are the ones who went in straight away and they were doing like manual labor at school, at mm. school work. Those, I think yeah. the, like the tradies and stuff like that. They're the ones who can come out and say my education. Bro, was, those guys helpful. are making money, bro. and they're they're making money, and they can say Serious like my school helped me. I think probably apart from my writing skills, I don't. Th- I can't think of something apart from my writing skills and perhaps. My ability to present to a big group yeah. and my ability to sort of present myself in a certain way, I can't say that you know, these, the units I did at university prepared me for my job. Yeah. And now mm. you're deep here. Yeah. Mm. This is the same system that's been in place for years, de- decades. Like it's been there for a long time. Yeah. And every year you're going, you have like new people going into the same system mm. to but learn. Architecture and is different though. They start, even forget architecture, like even before you got there, you had to go through high school, go to primary school. So every year there's a new breed of five-year-olds, <laughs> four-year-olds starting that system for the next how many years okay. of their lives. And then they come out at the end and it's like, okay, what did I actually learn? And the way that I learned, because again, talking about what we were talking about before, um, how in Nigeria you have like, you know, you don't do you, you, you fail something you get flogged you do this you get flogged you got flogged for everything you look at, bro, you look at those honest. students though it's not that they're not smart it's not like it's not that there aren't, there aren't other things that they're good at it's not like they, there's, there isn't a different way that they learn it's just the fact that the way that they were being taught the way that they were being taught which is the same way everybody else is being taught it didn't work for them yes that's not how they learn but instead well, all, they, all, they, all they got out of it was you failed this, you're getting flogged, you're getting punished. So you have to figure out a way to learn the same way everybody else is learning. Which it's not the way life is in, in, in the real world. Exactly. And I, I've, I share that same opinion with you as well. I've always been a person where, or I've always um, said that in, I do, I'm for education. Yep. People should get as much knowledge that is available to them. But you see, the system of education is something I don't agree with. The, the way things, the way... The fact that everyone gets tested the same way, that everyone gets yeah, yeah, tested the same way. You may yeah. take particular set of co- um, courses yeah, that yeah. may not be relevant to you. You might and not be interested you in, are graded but you have to be interested on an in average or something yeah, like that at the end yeah. of the day, where you know that your strength lies in some way. And when your grade comes out, it already sets you in a position in society, to yeah. be honest, because people who have the higher grades are seen as the more intelligent yeah. and they have better prospects of doing well in life. Yeah. Just generally. So we're us in the workplace. So like I, I've been an opportunity to work with the same people I went to uni. Because I went to uni in Canberra and I work in Canberra. <laughs> I've been an opportunity to work with the same people I went to uni with, the same people I went to high school and college with. And some of these people were book-wise way ahead of me. Exactly. But yeah. a lot of them didn't even last at the job. A year less than a year they're out they can't handle it so i think i think school doesn't really teach that you know that endurance bit that that social stress that comes with 
you know, there's being a, in a workplace. There's a lot that you don't learn. You don't learn a lot But it's, yeah, like year in, year out, the same system. Year in, year out, let's lock a whole bunch of kids into, in a building and force them to do the same thing. Yeah. That 60 grand, I didn't learn anything about insurance. <laughs> I had to learn it the hard way. At I, this didn't, stage. <laughs> I didn't learn anything about taxes. I didn't learn nothing about how to write a resume, bro. I believe, I believe that after this stage where I learned how to count, I don't think mathematics was any yep, use to me. I agree with you. At <laughs> this point in my life, I'm thinking, what? apart from knowing my numbers and knowing how to count, add and subtract... That any that a computer, a calculator, even a wristwatch can do for you these days. Like I was, I was telling these guys um, how you know when I was in high school, I did rough. The the subjects I did in high school, take every every single one of them and just throw them in the bin (laughs) because they're useless to me at this point in my life. But like I was doing, you know, I did advanced math, I did extension math, walked out of high school. Not one day of my life since then. I'm telling you, has any of that been useful to me? Man did chemistry, you biology, physics. For not one day of my <laughs> life you, like, have I needed to think. I think of, of, I think of, of my HSC yeah, yeah, subjects maths, right maths now. For me I was, did extension they two to, maths, man. They need to. They need to stop Why? making and that. Back, they need to stop making it compulsory because an, an art student can come out and say, "Oh, like you know, like, for instance, a law student can easily come out and say legal studies was important, politics was important. Exactly. Yeah. These things are important. Like for me, I can come out and say policy making was important. All these classes, but mathematics." Yeah. Rob it, nothing like it's and it's it's literally everywhere in the world it's compulsory math and English and it sucks because like again like not even if you're talking specifically about subjects but just the system yeah. it sucks because right from day one it puts certain students at a disadvantage yes and they're going to carry that on for the next what 12 years of their life yeah so imagine being at that disadvantage for 12 years of your life when you come out at the other end it's going to be very hard to then adapt and figure out exactly what yeah. you need to be doing what you should be doing I how remember, to do things i remember even when i was in nigeria when i was in australia whenever it was math i was one of the worst he's like <laughs> and it just not like it just numbers just didn't work for me and that was and the way they would t- yeah. tell you then you're not going to be anything in exactly, life exactly exactly numbers didn't work for me but if you yeah. didn't know it you were getting flogged you were getting insulted in Australia it was different you know one was flogging or insulting you but it was you were still you still had to <laughs> learn it still you need to pass yeah. but then on the flip side you come to English and writing any type of you know I was easily at the top there but then it doesn't mean like now if you turn around like the people who were not so good at writing and English and all these things are probably in a stage of your life where they're thinking why was I forced to learn all these things yeah. and I'm not using it even though what should happen if you're like you know being smart about it is okay you're st- at that young age you're starting to see the Signs, interests yeah. and stuff build on that yeah. Yeah. instead no it's like oh you're really good at this stuff okay forget the stuff you're really good at look now, at this other stuff that you're one. not good at you, 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 <laughs> you have to even, learn and it it's not even a case of like like there are some situations where there's certain things that you might need. You're not good at it, yes, but you can get good at it or whatever. Mm. It's those ones where you have no interest in it. You what? Don't, fine it has arts. nothing to do fine with you. Arts. But you're it's, being forced. You're talking fine yeah. arts. You're being forced to learn something it that really you, beats you're, me. you're not going to use. Within yeah, a period of time, like you're supposed to learn a certain amount of exactly um, amount of information, taking a whole bunch of uh, a certain amount of information. And at the end, you get graded on that. And then, when, if you're not good at it, you're not as you know you're 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 the one. You're considered you're not, lower than the others. You're not as smart as the but others. You're I not think, as good as the others. I think here, people are actually smart enough to know that if it's not working for me, 
they'll find something else to do. Maybe from, I think from... No, really, year, I don't agree nah, with that. From your, after, from your nine or year no, 10, no, no, people I start agree. dropping out to that. do what they I want agree with to that go because and do. It was only in Australia that I started hearing the phrase, yeah. school is not for everybody. Yeah. In Nigeria, you... <laughs> that's that's what I was doing. In Nigeria, you literally had to go to... You had I to mean, to every, it's every time in Nigeria, hearing, school is not for everyone. My high school life. I agree with that, yeah. I think it's better here in terms of like how it is in Nigeria, but it's still very, it's still very shitty because... Ima- yeah, it, it is. Even before, like, I remember when I was in um, year 10, that was the last year where they started letting people drop out in, in year 10 because back then you could do like, you know, once you do your year 10 certificate exam, you yeah, don't have to come back. Yeah. You can just go get a job and then they changed it and the only way you could drop out in year 10 was if you had an apprenticeship or something. Yeah, apprenticeship, prove that. yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, it's better here, but then think about it, that's year 10. For the last 10 years of your life, you've been graded based on one little, like, you know, for, based on one aspect, one aspect yeah, of for life. Yeah, sure, for yeah. sure. You have to learn all these other stuff that everybody's learning, even though there are so many other things that you could have been doing, and nothing, like, they don't tailor things to the way people learn either. Because even, you're talking about math here, mm. the way that you were taught math, mm. it's not even that, let's say you hated math or whatever, mm. Maths could have been something that you hated based on the way you were thought it. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been oh, yeah. a completely different way that you could have learned math and you'd be like, well, I actually really like this. Yeah. But they don't care about how you learn. Yes, it's like, just, this is a this structure of feeding is to teaching it. it this way. Yeah, this is how everybody is has that. to do it. Mm. And then you come out at the end of it and you're just like, mm. okay, where to now? Yeah, because these they days... Put this in, <laughs> they put you into the real world and you're just yeah. like... Yeah, because <laughs> these days, like one of the things that are trending on Twitter, Instagram, one of the biggest captions is, or those of you who used to come fight first in class, where, where, are, you where now? are you now? Whoa. Because it's a thing, like you, you see all these comedians and these people who it's make true, it, and they, they, they take a photo of their car, they f- a photo of their house, or they photo of themselves in nice attires, and they go, those of you who took out extra sheets of paper in the exam, where are you today? <laughs> you that was writing names of those Exactly, you that was writing names of those things. That's at the entire table. You see, so, and, and because oh, the system man. was set up in the way that if you're coming first, if you come second, you you're, are better than everyone. Yeah, you're going to be the leader of tomorrow. Yeah, and, once, and once you get out of, yeah, of school, true. reality hits you pretty quickly that it's not just... Because a lot of people can write things down, but some people can't say it. Some people can't do it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing the school system yeah. does not consider. Like, there's a lot of people who you meet who... For instance, an example of that was in our representations at uni. You see people who were brilliant when it came to writing down their ideas. But when the teacher said, go out, go out and present it, Bruh. they had no idea what they were doing. Eyes cold. And, so, and, that's, and that's the thing. And so it's just the whole idea that everyone has to fit into one system. It's just one box. Like, you like are, put them in that box. You are, you are dumb. Be- like, I, mean, I, I have friends who lie about their grades just so people don't think they're dumb. Yep. For sure. Man. And it's not even the fact that they're dumb. A lot of these people are not dumb. It's just when it comes to those, like book-wise or those certain things, they're not very good at it. But then if these people go out and if these people are able to figure out what they want to do, like you look at the ones who actually figure out what they're interested in, they flourish. They do. Yeah. Oh, yes. And they're even able to pick up more, like, (coughs) more more, um, things that are outside what they what their main core yeah. interest yeah. is and because it's now in their own, according to their own terms and condition they're actually yeah. learning all of these things like you were saying before um in the workplace that's that's something that you see a lot of mm-hmm. like especially in my field i work with like i work with a lot of people who from very young decided okay you know what this other stuff isn't for me i'm really good at this like mm-hmm. i work with people who don't have degrees man mm-hmm. and they're really good at their what job they do, yeah, and you're just sure, like man. Right. Yeah, like because they've been, honing, they've been honing that skill 
Yeah, Whereas for a long everybody, time. all of the everyone else is sitting in school thinking, all right, already I'm, doing, I'm doing really like, well at university. And mm. then you know you're passing the exams, you're doing all that stuff, mm. and then you come out of school, yeah. and then you look at that degree, and you're just like, okay, I was doing really well at assignment. Why am I not doing well in the real the world? Job. And that's why a lot of employers these days are le- are more experience. keen on people who are, have ex- who experience. have experience. Yeah. More than those who are who are qualified. Exactly. Yeah. Like if this, this is something that personally happened to me, where I was like, well, mine was on the flip side, where I've gone to uni, very good at like you know, a, a particular aspect, and I was like, this is what I want to do when I get out because assignments, I was killing it, distinctions, <laughs> high distinctions, bruv. I was so good at this stuff, and then I've gotten out into the real world, gotten a job out of uni, thinking this is what I want to do, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted in that particular role. For less than two weeks. Yeah. I was so bored. Because I was just like, assignments, I was killing it. But now, what people don't think about is the fact that, okay, now I need to take this stuff that I was good at in assignments, multiply that. I'm doing it every day of my life, like Monday to Friday or however. Exactly. Every week, I'm doing this. Like, imagine doing one assignment that you did in uni every day. (laughs) Yeah. I got into that. I was like, nah, nah, nah. After a week, I was like, lucky for me, it was a graduate program. So I was just like, look. And, and somewhere else. even apart from that, <laughs> apart, apart from that, like on the, on the, on the, if you look at it on a bigger scale, like, you know, like how many, like, I'm sure there's no one in this room who can say, I don't have a friend who would have been a superstar if their parents didn't go, you know, you're here to study. Go I have learn. too many of those friends. Like how many know. people, like, this is like, this is a dig at African parents in general. Like, School is not the ultimate. It's you, you don't have to, and this is slightly deviating from the topic because, you know, like you come from a mentality where, like in, in Nigeria, I can, I can speak for Nigeria. Say, oh, if you don't go to school, you're going to be useless. Like the amount of football players, the amount of musicians, the amount of actors that were mm. literally thrown away because of that mentality of yeah. if you're not going to school to pass maths and English, you are useless. Yeah. Is like it's um, it's uncountable. And that's why exactly like Adobe, when Adobe said earlier that um you know. Here it's di- different. Well, that's one of the reasons why yeah. I did say it's better here. But like but, the system yeah. is still the same. The it's system just, is still here. Nah, People are more understanding. More, but it's more on us. Like our generation, for example, yeah. we're more in that stage where we're just like, you know what? Even though the system is trying to put me in this, like I can decide. Like exactly. Know, like I want to go and do this. My parents don't agree. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I still want to do like, this. For, for yeah. instance, I'm thinking if I have a child and he's good at football or good at something, I'm not going to shut that down and go go to school. Because at the end of the day, you can always go back to school. That's the thing people always school forget. School is always there. School, school is always going to be bro, there. You know how many mature students were in my classes? <laughs> school is always going to be there. <coughs> go and do what you got to do. If you fail, you fail. Then you can go to school. Like, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. But the thing about, the thing in Nigeria, the trend now is that people, things are actually changing. I mean, the, the institution, like this education as a system is not really being questioned or anything. But if you actually see how people are reacting to or responding to the employment rates. Everyone is becoming an entrepreneur yeah. right now. And that's yeah, the, like mentality, the, the mentality, the mentality is changing. Yeah, it's, it's changing. due to like the, the suffering in the country where you're just like, it's you know. It's so hard. It's like, what's the point? Everyone's this has like, been I in place. Exactly. Yeah, you need to figure out Everyone's got to hustle like, for themselves, yeah. man. What am I good at? The only issue I have with that is just that nowadays, uh, what happens is that something trends for a while and so everyone is in that one thing and then the next year some this other new hustle comes up and everyone yeah yeah it's, it's like in australia now and everyone is a hustle is a bodybuilder yeah. in nigeria everyone is a musician <laughs> like that's the thing it's just it's, it's a very trendy world but it's in response to the education system yeah. that 
this thing, this system is not working anymore. Yeah. And we have to actually do something about it. Yeah. But of course, there's no, there's no face to education system. There is no exactly. body the, responsible the powers, for anything. I mean, there are, but like the powers that be, that they're not changing. They're not changing. They're not changing. Yeah, so for sure. Now that's exactly. Them. So now it's on the actual students, on the people. It's, on to, it's up to us to decide. You know what? Keep your system. I'm, I don't want to go through that. Because even in NYS, they teach you that as well. Like this is what you do right after graduation, and then they start talking about how you should um, like build up other skills. So they 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 already prepare you to tell, or they they've already prepared you for the fact that there's a chance that you may may not use that degree for mm. anything. And, and the, that, the, the really amount of sad. people that don't use their degrees, bro. Yo, man. Percentage would be very high, man. Very. Yeah, it'd be very high because, because the degrees. literally, like, you know, like, you have jobs these days that are just saying, oh, if you have um, this degree, this degree, or related disciplines, because it's getting to a point yeah. where you can't yeah, look, make an argument that yeah. a specific study prepares you for a specific job. Right. Apart from probably law and medical students. Uni is Everyone a scam. else is yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> look, uni is a scam. Just go to TAFE and get, like, actual vacation. <laughs> Because uni, you're basically going to uni yeah, to get that paper that says I'm a graduate, yeah, and exactly. then that paper opens doors for you. It's not what you learned at uni; it's that paper. Yeah, yeah, open, yeah. Do do, do, the piece of paper. I want you submit the first paper once it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's everything. Experience. Everybody's asking yeah. you how much experience. How you much have? experience? <laughs> do you not, have? What, like, not what degree you're like. You know. What Seriously. Did, what, bro? They don't. After your first job, yeah. Who is asking you what did you score at uni? What was your GPA? Yeah, I don't no, think anyone no, has no, even I, my first no one no one ever said what's your GPA. Because it's like you have a degree in this. Okay, cool. We're looking for someone with a degree in this. You can do this, you can yeah. do this, you can do this. Boom. Hired. I just remembered something random. And that is um, in my uni, I didn't participate in any social program events or any club. Did you guys? Yeah, from present. And I didn't see much international students as well. But, well, no, I'm not international in general, but like Nigerian international students participate in any social club or anything. And so I feel like those things are actually good. Nigerian international students, you yeah, mean? Yeah, did you, did you see much? Yeah, like, look, social club is cool, but when, you, like, when you, you're, you're trying to figure out how, you know, they don't block you from uni. You, you're you, finishing you, work, you're finishing yeah, school and you're running to work. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've been thinking of those things. Cause Even I got sick of the social the, stuff. The, as well, the like, decisions later. is always, do I go to school first yeah. and go to work, or do I go to work first and then go to school? Like it's true, true, true. Like, I've just, I've just always had that curiosity as to yeah. what those social clubs. I think here as well, like in Sydney, because I know like a lot of the unis, they do have like you know, African like you know, Community clubs York. and stuff yeah. like that at the universities. But then the turnout rate is not never very high, and a lot of these places are very hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, like even your like, department club, I mean, we did have my department had a club. Yeah, but a lot of those places but, are very hard to like find out about. Like I remember when I was at uni, they had an African club or whatever. Like I found out about it through Facebook, but nobody was even posting on the Facebook <laughs> thing. So I was just like, so how Surely do you expect no people to gone, know what's yeah. going on? How do you expect people to come? Like, bro, so I never, I, I never went to it. And you have like you. These are things that could be very helpful for new people coming into the country. Mm. But again, they come in like you said. They're trying to figure out where, where where's my next meal coming from. My guy, exactly, my, my fees. They're trying to tomorrow. figure out to pay school fees and all these things. I want them to come and join in the club for real. But that being said, to wrap up, what is something that you think needs to change, just in terms of like you know, international students and new people coming in, and just ways to help them. Have a better transition and just you know, I think, have a I better think experience. Apart from apart from um, you know, appropriate information from whichever country mm. they're coming from, I think there actually needs to be something set up here in Australia in the schools to say actually 
this is the reality. Um, because a lot of this, are the, as, as, as cruel as it might sound, a lot of this will, all, will fall back on the individual. Hmm. Don't go into something when you don't know. Like, research. Know where you're going. Like, don't just jump and go, I'm going overseas. Like, that trend needs to stop. The, that <laughs> idea that the minute you leave your country, you're better off. Bring the Facts. It needs to stop. It that, has to stop. That I, literally, because people just go, I'm abroad. That's all that matters. Like, <coughs> see, those people have watched too much Nollywood movies. <laughs> Literally, I'm telling you. Because the idea of abroad is if you go there, you can't reach. But you got to remember as well. Yeah. No, look. <laughs> look. You see, on one hand as well, I feel like that is something that we can also blame on oh, those, of, those of Nigerians course. that are overseas as yeah, well. Yeah, true. Because you see them, they're here struggling, but, but then when they go back to visit, when they go back to visit, when they go back to visit in December, they are taking... They are popping bottles, <laughs> acting like they've been living la vida loca. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That, that that comes down to the individual as well as the failed system so, in Nigeria. So, so now imagine, yeah, you saw you saw this guy that was living in the same village. I was as drinking you. with you six months ago. This guy left the village six months ago, oh. came back to visit, and my guy is wearing designer. Oh, guys, in chief Tansi, bro. Belts. <laughs> What would yeah. you think? Well, you wouldn't like, tell bro, you that he's, you leave. he's out here wiping old people's asses he to get that money. He wouldn't tell you that. But exactly. It's true. <laughs> so now you're thinking, you're thinking as soon as I get, get man. Plane, Even if he's a get man, he won't tell you. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I think what, what... And that thing, the good thing about that, though, like, is, again, it goes back to my point. If you're ready to hustle here, you will be okay. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you're, I've mentioned, you know, wiping yeah, old people's asses. You mentioned gate man security, whatever it is. The thing is, Australia, again, Australia is set up in a way that no matter what you're doing, if you're doing an honest work, you would have enough to be okay. You just got to be ready to... You have to bend your over your backwards. Your mental health is going to be... Like, that's why when, 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 when I hear things man. like depression and uh, suicidal thoughts, I'm like, this one, I'm, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like, look, bro, people are suffering. People are People are suffering. I think the thing is like because of how... Like I'm talking in perspective of yeah. those people who come from Nigeria at an old age because of how shitty things are over there. They come here and they're going, no matter how bad it looks from the perspective of no, you know, non-Nigerians, the, the mentality of that person is, this is bad, but well, it's, it's worse over there. there. So I'm yeah. going to do what I need to do yeah. here okay, to be yeah. here. And that's the thing. And it, it's like, it's, it's, it's a sad, like if you look at it, it's actually pretty sad. It will run you And because you come here, you work like a slave yeah, just to sure. go back to Nigeria for a period of a month to be big. And then you come back here and it's back it's, to reality. It's all packaging. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's why when you see things on social media, no one's going to post, oh, I'm starving on social media. Exactly, you know. and yet people keep believing what they see on social media. Look, I'm not no social media is literally people just showing you what they want you to see. What they want you to see, yeah. It's false reality, man. Exactly. If you think someone is gonna come here and post, oh, guess what I did today, guys? I had to give this person a shower. Yeah, yeah no one's yeah. No one's that. I think my message would be um, for those who are here in Australia, and that is um, for international students who have been able to. Make it through to um, to find to find their foot um, to put, like to find their ground and also establish themselves in whatever they are doing. I feel like they should reach out. They should reach out to people who are actually just coming in. Okay. Um, because a whole lot of people who come in here, some of them are misinformed. Yeah. Some of them come here and they're overwhelmed, mm. and 
And once you see that person, if as someone who is coming in, if you actually see someone who has been able to go through that journey, telling you it is okay, like you will be fine. I yeah. feel like it's very encouraging. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it sets you on a good yeah. Yeah. sets you on a good path to where you're actually going. So when you're even if you're going through stress and everything, once you remember that it's for a period of time or there's someone who is also going through the same thing, who has gone through the same thing as I have, it's also mm-hmm. good. And apart from that, like um, when the, 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 inter, the international students here who have also been able to get themselves to a certain level, I feel like people should actually put in their best because we're not just representing, you're not just representing yourself, you're representing a whole, a, a community yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not really a one man, it might be, it might look like every man for himself, but it's not really a one man struggle because once you do something yeah. um, that is not right, the community. So you coming in and hearing that Nigerians are this way, Nigerians are that way, you're just yeah. like, yeah. when yeah. I just you're arrived not because, because at the end of the day, what people, something that people don't want to agree to and something that people struggle to admit to is that to a large extent, while we're coming here, the, 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 we are, we're a statistic. So whatever we do, they will use it to generalize a lot of Generally, people. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 when you're saying about, about for, like in the, when you came to the bit of where you're saying do your best, do your best, like please, people, if you're a student in Australia, you have not, you're not paying, you haven't paid your school fees, you're not, you're not okay yet. Don't be out every day at Monkey Bar drinking. <laughs> like I see it on a lot of people. Wow. If you have not, like, please don't. Like, like it, it's very easy. It's very easy to priorities. fall into that trap. Oh, have your priorities right, because it's easy for people to say, no, "Oh, everyone is doing monkey it." Bar. Yeah, like everyone is doing it. Like nothing against the club. It's just that that's where you see most of them. Like, <laughs> if you are owing school fees, don't gonna be popping bottles to your girls inside club. I pity you, calling them because out. Because when you go, they will find the next bad guy and they'll do the same thing. True. Please just Facts. priorities, man. <laughs> need a sound effect here, <laughs> bro. We need a kawaii like, laugh on this. It's hard. It's hard enough already. Don't deceive yourself. If you're gonna lie to everybody, don't lie to yourself. Mm. You play like, yourself. Like exactly. don't don't go out there and try to be who you're not. Don't try. I've seen a lot of people come here and try to live big. Because when they're deporting you, it's you only, it's only you that'll be on the plane. You and your green passports. You're going by yourself. Because so please. And the information would be before you arrive. Check your financial situation before you come here. Don't. Be sure of your financial situation before you come here because there's, there are a whole lot of people who actually come here and then they get into this whole... Yeah, and then yeah. you get into situations like that. Start yeah. borrowing money up and down. You start to have yeah. to borrow money. Borrow, I mean, so, borrow. Some, before you know you're in debt. Be, I'm not different even, people have yeah, different situations. Yeah, you're borrowing from this one yeah, to pay borrow. Yeah, yeah, when you're borrowing this one. You have no blue, you boy, you're already in debt. That's a problem. One, two. <laughs> also... When you, as selfish as this may sound, if this person is not your immediate family or someone who supported you before he came here or someone who was very close to you, don't come here and try to form sugar daddy. Don't be sending all your money Keep, back. I, God, this one, I see a lot of people fall for it. Block them. <laughs> Mute them. Promise is mean. No, 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 no. Because, again, it's that mentality. This person is not a Nigerian, so his life must be good. So I'm, let's just keep pestering him for money. And some people are, are too nice. And if, like, you know, there's only so many times you can say no before you eventually go, okay, let me, you know, let me give. And you just fall into that trap. I, I'm speaking from experience. Mm. Mute them. Because when it's hard for you, they can't tell. 
The ones that say, I'll, I'll borrow you, I'll pay you back. Till this day, nobody has paid me back. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're not okay, don't, like, even in, all of you that come here with, with, with religion tied around your shackles, even the Bible says, <laughs> clear your eyes before you see Man's your on religion thing now. So, please, if you're not okay, don't go and treat someone else. Facts, 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 facts. Anything to Real talk, again, man. We'll round up soon, I'm pretty sure. But it would be around choosing what you want to study. Um, because I, I believe that if you're coming here saying that you want to do IT or something, and then you arrive here and somehow things turn change and then you choose to do nursing, be very sure of what you're going to do. Because what I imagine sometimes is when you actually start doing this nursing and you do it for another 10 years, if you look back, are you going to call your life a waste? Or would you regret and wish that you could have been doing something that you had your passion in? I mean, there's one thing to do. It's one, passion is one thing, but then reality presents its own case where you have to make Bend critical over, yeah. yeah, you have to make critical decisions as well. But be sure that you are okay with the decisions you're actually making because that also amounts to your general well-being and um, happiness as well. You don't want to be in a country like this where everyone is saying, oh, it's good, the system is great, blah, 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 like this, but then deep within you, you know that you're, there is no, there is no, your self-purpose has been taken away from Ooh. you and there's no, there's no sort of sense of fulfillment in what you're doing. Yeah. You're just trying to make um, that check come in or that um, yeah. pay come yeah. in every two. A lot of people, fall for, a lot of people fall for that trap. Yeah. If you're willing to ch- drop your passion just to, because sometimes you have to make that decision. Yeah, do exactly. I want to do what I want to do or do I want to stay here? If, you, if the choice you're making is I want to stay here, do what you have to do to stay here, but have enough oil to, to burn to go back and do what you actually want, want to, do. to do. Because mm. you, you, the worst thing you can do is to be in a job you don't enjoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. I will be so frustrated. Like, you will hate life. Imagine walking into work in the morning and, and you're, you're already angry. counting down the time till you get home. Yeah, like, like, I, like although like, it was not a significant part of my life, I remember like, towards my end of the end of my career at Big W. Like it got to a point where I was just like, I have no money, but I'll cancel my shift because this was me when I was younger at McDonald's man. I was so like I was so unsatisfied. And a lot of people do that with their, like this, back then I was a teenager. A lot of people do this as adults, as family men, mm. as professionals. Don't fall for that trap of yeah. I need to do what I need to do to stay here. And then when you when you're no, not here, no, don't waste your time, man. Yes, and you realize please. that maybe in the future you realize that oh wait, they could have an, an opportunity. Like people who are applying to Canada now, yeah. and maybe there might be an opportunity for you in a different country, in a different yeah. location. Yeah, but no, it's like it's here that this I want is, to yeah. die. Don't don't be the <laughs> but anyway, before I finish, is it just me? Does does Adoba look like Burner Boy without the braids? Huh? Budget Burner Boy. <laughs> <laughs> The big W version. Came out, came out, Bonaboy. Without the braids. I am about to call Bonaboy ugly, but please now, why are you doing me like this? <laughs> why, why are you doing me like this, bro? Man? <laughs> now, look, 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 look at him, man. Like, if you got braiding hair like this, oh, actually well, do it. Wait, how many things have I got? I got Lukaku in. <laughs> you look like Lukaku. <laughs> I actually I don't, don't see, I see that one. Turn okay. around, show it to him. The, 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 the <laughs> no, I see, I see Bonaboy. This guy braiding head, tie him backwards, carve head. Bonaboy. Uh, I'll come to the teeth, John. I'm now. I'm rubbish. Guy. I don't see Bonaboy. Anyway, anyway, this is a. You still saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been fun. <laughs> 
Lisa has been fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, let's uh, round up. Yeah. But, uh, before we even round up, again, that being said, look, yeah, if you're, un- if you're new in Australia, you're an international student, you don't have anybody to, like, you know, it's just you, you don't have anyone to talk to, honestly, feel free to hit my DMs up. I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah. you know, feel free to hit our, like, the bias reality DMs as well. Like, look, we will, we're happy to talk to you. We're happy to, like, you know, put you in the, in, in the right direction of yeah. who you should talk to and pe- other people that can help you as well. Yeah. That being said, yeah, we're just going to round up because it's been very long and people have things to do. All right. Uh, some of us All right, just wrapping up, man. It's been a <laughs> sick-ass episode. Thanks for coming, guys. But like all saying, feel free to hit any of us up or hit the Bars Reality DMs. And um, Mr. Promise, where can we find you? Agents, Promise. Immigration agents. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all the visa numbers. So if you want to do for visa numbers and questions about immigration, yep. please see Mr. Agent Promise. Any questions? Give us any give us questions your, about the visa process. Hit this guy up. Give us your details, man. Just email me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your email? What's your Snapchat? Instagram? No, no, Where can Instagram, they find you? Instagram. Yeah. What's your Instagram? <laughs> you know my Instagram. Why should I be? Yeah, tell it to them. Yeah, to them. Yeah. Our listeners don't know you, bro. <laughs> my Instagram. Yeah. Just stop my name. You find it in there. Promise. There's only one. Oh, there's two of us in Canberra, but I'm sure you 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 figure it out. So some random people in, in, in so whatever so, country should just stop in promise. No, no, no. I am prom dog. I am underscore prom dog. If you find me on Instagram. I am underscore prom dog. We just wanted to say that. Prom dog. That, that, that's what he was trying to hide. The, 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 the dog part. I ain't, I ain't even following you yet, man. Yeah, just add me on Twitter on Notorious Prom. Oh, yeah. Notorious. Notorious. Yeah, it's better. Notorious Prom. It's better than Prom. So dog. much better than Prom. Prom dog. Notorious Prom. At Notorious Prom. P R O M. Prom. Notorious Prom. And you can, oh, you've heard go, 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 yeah. yeah, at Mabel, M-E-Y-B-E-L underscore I on you, Instagram. You can contact I her for questions about architecture. Don't dog. contact her for visa because she has forgotten. Yes, for that, you know it was easy. When they forget after a year, you know it was easy. For the rest of my life. Imagine when you just you wake up and you see email from UC. See, we have only we have encumbered you. Months traumatized, bro. Days, if PTSD. You don't these amounts, immigration go hear your matter. <laughs> PTSD, man. That, man. And then you are jobless at that point, too. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got their details. You can find myself at Oh Sir, Man. You've got... Same place, Pharrell. Pharrell. And you can find this pod on Biased Reality. Or you can also visit our website. Oh, Biased Reality underscore. Or you can also visit our website on biasreality.com, biasreality underscore on Instagram and Twitter, um, and biasreality.com is our website. Um, and that'll be it for today, man. Yeah, that's As always, best. stay true, smile, because it's a better day tomorrow. Peace out. All right, see you next time.